0: it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Today we got our starting five like usual. So first, we got Alex. Say what's up to the people, Alex. What's up? And then following him, we got Henny Willie. Say what's up, Willie.
1: What's going on? It's Henny. We need a big.
0: (laughs) And then after him, we got Jonathan. Say what's up, Jonathan. What's going on? And then last but not least, a special guest from the Miami Heat beat. None other than the Kyle Lowry stand himself, <laughs> Giancarlo. Say what's up, Giancarlo. Thanks for having
2: me on the people. What's up to the listeners? I'm glad to be here.
0: I bet. So let's talk about the game I feel like Heat fans have been going crazy about. And that's what happened Saturday night when the Heat lost by 20 to the Detroit Pistons at home. So what's your thoughts?
3: I felt like it was just a bad loss overall. We had a a good game from Bam and a good game from KZ. Uh, Turnovers hurt us, man. Turnovers have been hurting us all season long. So I think that's why one of the things we've been harping for is either a big to play next to Bam or a point guard. Because if we just continue to run Bam as the point guard, it's it's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard, and it makes things difficult for the team to create that offense just by itself a little more naturally. So it was just a little disappointing to see that.
2: I mean, for them – you know, it's pissing shot the lights out, right? And I think that when the heat are short and the heat are missing their two best wing defenders, in Jimmy and Avery, you know, that's going to be a problem. I mean, they've had, I mean, if you've listened to, to Heepy, you know that we've harped on the point of attack defense for a long time. Their guards can't stay in front of anybody, so Kendrick Nunn is constantly trailing any pick and roll. He gets jammed in the screen, doesn't get around. on the same, Tyler the same, Duncan's gotten a little better. I'll give him that, but he's mostly defending wings now anyway. So... I look at kind of what's going on with them and their kind of shot profile and all that. Like the heat have been pretty good as terms of a defensive game plan. They're like, okay, we're going to kind of follow this modern way of thinking. Go out and contest. Bigs because we can't switch because we don't have the personnel. So that's of the only thing that you don't like. And we're going to protect the rim and the heat allow the second fewest field goal attempts at the rim. Um, they're bottom 10 in percentage. And that's partly because they have really small health defenders, but they do a great job of limiting attempts at the rim, but they're bleeding threes. And part of that is their guards can't stay in front of people and pick and roll. So even if you have a guy like Bam, who's like a really talented defensive player, and he's dropping on that pick and roll, when that guard turns a corner and none, Goran and Tyler are trailing the play. Well, now Bam's playing a two on one, right? The screener who's rolling and the guard. So then what happens is, that those guys that are defending the corners now have to help a lot earlier. And then you get those kickouts to three. So it was kind of a microcosm of what's been wrong with the team for two years, at least in their regular season production. And it, it doesn't help that their two best perimeter defenders are out. So it's it's tough to look at this game and say, like, well, this is a systematic issue that's wrong with this team when I think it's a little bit of that, but also, like, they've had guys out. So it's tough to judge.
1: Mm-hmm. And I want to agree with you on that because, I mean, a lot of what you said makes sense. But what I'm going to jump about is there's no excuse for giving up over what well, we gave up 120 points to the worst team in the league. 100. <laughs> also on top of that, you know, we're one of the better defensive teams. We have a great offense as well. Even though we were missing guys, we only scored 100 points against them. And they're the worst defensive, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So, uh, yeah, we're missing Jimmy. we missing Bradley. Definitely hurts. But at the end of the day, uh Turnovers and rebounding has been an issue with the Miami for a while now. And it's something that really needs to get corrected now rather than later. And that's why I've been campaigning that we need someone of size. Just like Riley said, he was looking to acquire someone of size. We need someone of size in the paint to stop this. And Bam can only do so much. Great player, love him, but he can only do so much.
2: What do you mean by someone of size? Because you and I have gotten into this in the group chats and, and on the timeline and everything. Like, <laughs> what? Like, the Heat are obviously a bottom rebounding team. They're one, two, three, four, They're fifth from the bottom um, in aggregate rebounding per game, which is obviously not good. But what do you mean by size? Because if if the offense, they need a guy who can shoot at the four and preferably a wing. Because the thing with Olenek, the Olenek and Bam pairing has been really fruitful offensively. They've been they've been right. they've been a plus this year. It's not my thing. Is that that can't be the long term solution because Ko, you know, can go through a cold spell and he gets like really if a team wants to pick on him on defense and he miscommunicates a lot or whatever. So when I think when you say size, I think you're talking about a dude that is six nine to six eleven that's going to play a traditional kind of power forward role. Maybe he can kind of float in the three point line when. I'm thinking of a 6'9 guy who's strong and can guard up a position, right? Like, I'm thinking like a P.J. Tucker guy who may not be the height, but he's a guy that's going to help you defensively, who's going to help you box out, who's going to kind of contain some of that ball handling so that Bam's not out on the perimeter trailing a guard so he can be in the paint rebounding. And I think that's where we disagree. I'm looking
1: at this. When I say someone of size, I'm speaking uh, uh, Christian Wood territory. You know, um, I I would really like somebody like that. But at the end of the day, we all know Bam can shoot, okay? That jumper is looking better every single game. But we've seen situations where Bam was forced to shoot outside buzzer beaters, and he knock them down. So the man can shoot. So I think it's time that we allow him to take a few steps out of the paint and shoot. And even if we had like a dominating big just for our rebounding issues, Like, you know, I know a lot of people aren't high on Drummond, but I think Drummond would fix two things for us. He would fix our rebounding issue. Definitely, like quickly. Um, I feel like if we fix that rebounding issue, then we would have a lot more possessions. And we lose possessions every single time that we turn over. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. We're getting killed on both ends when we're turning over the ball and we're not rebounding enough. So – Turnovers, that's something that the players got to fix. They got to fix that. Maybe we limit the amount of passes because we love to pass. We're a really good assist team. We're high. I think we're number five in assist. But um, we just need to find a way to either limit one of those issues. We, unfortunately, we, it looks like we can't fix both. Let's just try to fix one. If we have somebody that's out there that's limiting because we're getting killed on offensive rebounds.
2: So let me That ask you happens all the time. Let okay. me ask you a question. So if you let's say, you know, you get Drummond, where do you play him? Because you can not and like I've I've talked to people at the Heat and I've been told that mm. ma'am has a green light to shoot and he doesn't do it. And okay. that's a that's a him thing. That he has had the organizational support mm-hmm. to shoot the ball and that he doesn't want to. And whether that's a question thing or not, that's not going to change. The other thing that's not going to change is Jimmy is a formed player at this point, And Jimmy's also not a three point shooter. Right. And I don't, I think it's unreasonable for Bam to start shooting threes out of nowhere and to be a league average or above league average three point shooter. It's just not going to happen. here. Even if you start taking them, which I would love him to take. It's just not realistic to assume that a dude who's not taking any threes, is going to just start shooting at 30. So the heat need their offense to be good. And if you put Drummond in there, you just have three guys who are not going to be guarded shooting threes. Like even if Bam shoots them, they're not going to guard him. They're going to treat him like Embiid out there. Jimmy's not guarded. Someone's going under screens. It's just not a thing. Like they're just like, Jimmy, if you want to take that, you, you do it. So when you play Bam, Andre, and Jimmy, all of a sudden your offense has no space to operate. And now you have to further rely on the dribble handoff stuff. And they're already the most handoff team in the league by like a lot. Uh, per possession basis. Mm-hmm. So now, because your paint is concentrated, now you're just like, well, the only thing we can do is start running ba- uh, Duncan and and Tyler around these handoffs and try to manufacture space. And now you're giving more responsibility to these guys when you really want the ball in Jimmy's hands going north south. And on defense, Drummond gets picked on all the time. Kind of cement footed, not a good defensive player. You know, if a big is in the game, you know, you if he's screening, Bam's always involved in that pick and roll. Which is helping their defense, right? Whatever good that their defense is, it's because of bam. Now when you add Andre, now it seems like, well, whoever Andre's guarding, we're gonna put him in the pick and roll. Like and we're gonna have that pull up whenever we want, because he's he's there have to drop, their switchability goes to hell. I don't like the idea of adding another big. Obviously, Christian Wood's a really good player. Um, that's just not a realistic option. I mean, <laughs> he can't get traded for a while anyway, and Miami doesn't have the trade juice to get a guy like him and their cap situations totally fucked up, uh, totally screwed. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm so Jingle. sorry! Uh, they're <laughs> totally, totally screwed um, because Bam and Jimmy are massive Browning. players. Yeah, uh, write that down, Brian. That's a joke. We have our- uh, Bam and, and Jimmy are going to take up a lot of the cap next year, and you're really not going to have a lot of space. So your options are limited. Any big who would fit that profile is just not going to be available. And at the end of the day, when you play crunch time minutes in the playoffs – very few, very, very few good teams can play two bigs. And I would argue that probably no elite team plays two bigs down the stretch.
3: And I agree with you on that because, especially if you want Jimmy to have that ability to be more aggressive, you're not going to want to have an extra big body in the paint. You need somebody that, that draws that body away. And, and I, while I do agree that Bam is getting closer and closer to that shot, having an extra big or somebody that doesn't space the floor and doesn't move as well. It's going to make things harder for Jimmy, and then it's going to make things harder for, for Hero and Duncan. So it's going to limit our shooting, slow things down on offense. So Drummond does solve the rebounding issue, but then he creates a whole other issue on defense and a whole other issue on offense. So I feel like a guy like Thaddeus Young or somebody like that profile- Yes! He
1: was, he was but at the same time though, we still need somebody to solve that rebounding issue. And maybe not Andre, but somebody that is known to but rebound for the simple fact that well, or, or, or even a shot blocker. Even a shot blocker, for example, because you know, with, with having with having Tyler and Duncan on the court at the same time, it's basically like we're playing five on three because no, they're great I, on I... offense.
2: I disagree because their rim defense has been great. They're the best in the league. They don't let people get to the rim. So you don't you they've manufactured a way that you don't need a help defender because they're not getting to the rim. They're protecting it. They're literally not allowing shots at the rim. It's the second fewest in the league by like I think first and second place are separated by like a lot. Like it, it's they've been able to do that. And in the playoffs what they're going to do is they're going to switch because that's what got them to the finals. They surround Jimmy and Bam with shooters, movement, and they switch on defense. And when Tyler and Duncan get in pick and rolls, they hedge and recover. And it worked great. They were able to contain Kemba Walker. He did not hurt them. Every guard, other than Rondo, they were all injured. They were depleted at that point. Uh, <laughs> they contained. They weren't hurt okay,
1: by and that. I, and I agree with you. But then what happened when we faced the Lakers? Of course, we could talk about the injury. Bam, Hammond, that, that, how,
2: how can you judge yeah. a series? Well, hold, on, right hold, on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. I I agree. I agree with you. Okay. Of course the in, injury bug happened, but at the end of the day the Lakers are always going to be the biggest team that we play against. Come on, LeBron is a freaking animal, so is AD, and they're both unguardable. So you can't you can't really you can hope to slow them down. Jimmy did a great job, but it is still didn't stop LeBron from what averaging what? What do he average in the finals? Like 30. <laughs> but um But it's like no one
2: slows that dude down. No one slows that dude down. Maybe Kawhi and and even then it's debatable. Like you you cannot design your roster to slow down maybe the greatest player ever.
1: And then we and then also and then also we could talk about you know, Bam was injured, but so was Ad. Ad was limping the AD whole. He was series.
2: not injured. Ad he
4: played the whole year. <laughs> he played. He was out he was there. Injured, Ad over. was injured. He was. He was hurt, out there. He, he, he was, was the injured. to the He was hurt.
3: He, he was. Hurt. was hurt. But everybody was hurt at the finals. That's that's
4: part of like, like, everybody's fighting.
1: Literally, he was limping up the court. He was limping down the court. And when Bam did come back and played him, we we, we all watched that game. It was a horrible game.
2: But we got to. I mean, Bam had like thirty. So.
3: Uh, and okay, they also so lost they White. They lost Javale McGee too. So that's a lot of that height that that we were talking about, and and that does make that it very really hard. But we also have a guy in the pipeline who's who's tough, who's young. Precious, if Bam starts taking that shot, what, what's stopping Precious from being in that starting lineup and being that that four slash five that plays next to me? I like
1: Precious. I like Precious a lot. Pre- Precious brings a lot to the table. He's aggressive. But, of course, you know, right now he's, he's young. He's going to need a season right. to develop. Right. And that's why I'm talking about now. I'm not talking about going, future, uh, going further we need a, a big. I'm talking about right now. If we plan on doing anything, if we plan on trying to attempt to go back to the NBA Finals, we need something that's going to stop the, or the, that's going to generate rebounds. Rebounding in- is one of our major issues.
2: I think we're in agreement. The answer
5: is not Andre they, Drummond. They need a wing. It may not it's, be Andre. It's not Drummond.
1: I, I've seen people Sorry. float around the name uh, JaVale McGee. I mean, I've seen people no, float around but, a lot of different... But why would you, that is play that you Javale want to and Bam
2: together? Like That's what I don't understand. Like Why do you want to play two traditional yeah. fives together?
1: I don't. I said I've heard people... Do
2: you want
5: Bam? At the end of the you, day, you're saying you want Drummond. You, you want Bam at why the floor. I would the you four? rather not because have... If you have Bam at the floor...
3: Go ahead. Huh?
1: No.
5: Let's say if you have Bam at the four, he's going to guard the perimeter. Let's say we play the Nets. He's going to be guarding KD all series. What if he gets fouls? And then we have Drummond at the five or another big at the five who, who's not as good defensively as Bam. And then we're kind of screwed. So this is the thing. Like, Bam could play the four, but then who's going to play the five well, gonna in, in his
1: place? Game. Kelly O'Lennon? Exactly. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if <laughs> Kelly plays. Plays uh and what if if Kelly plays the five, you know DeAndre what DeAndre he's does. gonna look he's gonna look he's gonna look like prime DeAndre against Kelly or Myers if he ever does play, um we're not gonna talk about Myers hopefully not, <laughs> at all
5: he's hurt we don't have to talk about him.
1: yeah I really don't want to well we, even if you I, I that injury is hilarious still to me but um I feel like. The rebounding issue is one of the biggest issues, of course. Of course, with with turnovers. So, what would be your solution if not put another big in there? How do we? How do we? How do we slow the bleeding down? I want to. It is something. I, I want to
2: read. Middle of the pack in turnovers this year. They're not like one of the worst teams. They're not. They're very yeah, in the they, middle. So I think right. it, it just feels ahead. worse because right. so a a rebound of them, and we're at the bottom. Yeah, rebounding is an issue, but they, they've what? traditionally never been. Team. I mean, only, the only years that they have been good were the Hassan years. I mean, going back to the big three era, and even before that, I mean, you, you'd have to go all the way back to 2006 when they were like a decent rebounding team. But I think that we also have to understand that the league has changed a lot. And having a big deep in the paint when teams – the way that the Heat play defense is they're allowing threes. That is that is the goal. And those three-pointers are not at the basket rebounds. They're kind of in that mid right. middle area. And when you have guys down low boxing out, you need – wings to get those rebounds like tyler's been very good but their wings are not getting rebounds right like duncan's not a good
4: rebounder. jimmy is
2: a good rebounder who's not playing very much which is another part so like that's the thing and if you replace Mo harkless or something with a guy who's a good rebounder for his position that stuff gets fixed a lot like i I think that that's the other thing that we're not Mm -hmm. talking about like once you and let's talk
1: about this too, so Bam is supposed to be our premier rebounder, but he was getting bullied by Stewart.
2: I mean, Bam just was coming back from, from a, a week. Imagine you don't remember these. they were in COVID protocol, so you're not supposed to be seeing other people, right? Because you potentially have COVID. So, like, the point is, is that Bam is not practicing, Bam's not working out, Bam's not training, Bam's not seeing a masseuse, Bam's not seeing a, a coach, Bam's presumably sitting in a condo watching Netflix. So you take that a whole week because it was from Sunday to, to yesterday or whatever the hell they did. Okay. you get that whole time. Well, we're okay. not, yeah, it, was, it was Sunday, Sunday to Saturday, Saturday. You're not playing basketball. So, you're not doing anything. You're watching Netflix and then you get cleared and you get dropped into an NBA game, a professional basketball game. And they say, bam, go play 35 minutes. We need you. We're short-handed. I mean, you're not going to look good, right? Even if it's the Pistons, those are NBA players. So, I have some leniency because he's been good. He's been a good rebounder this season. The the issues with the other guys, I think, part of it's the Jimmy injury. Part of it's their wings have. Get, I mean, you I how much they've gotten from the power? They've gotten nothing out of the four spot between Olenek, between Harkless, between Andre, whoever they throw there. It's not. It's yielded no fruit. So
1: I I kind of mentioned you
2: Crowder, right? I mean, I, I wrote about it. I mean, I know Jay's not playing well for Phoenix right now. What? But, again, he was a guy kind of the profile really I fit. He's a guy who's a little undersized, but he plays bigger than he is. He's He'll rebound. He'll yeah. box out. He's physical. And, guys, I think that the thing we haven't talked a lot about is – and I, I never like saying this about professional athletes, but, I mean, this team's a little soft if we're being honest. They don't play with edge. They don't play with any sort of intensity. It, it it all it, it's it's not they don't play Miami Heat basketball and, and i know that that's a cliche but they they're not physical right i think I jimmy's not there remember ud is in protocol ud is not- <laughs> like uh there's you know no, he, was there he was there saturday he was there on saturday um, but i i mean i think in general like their jimmy's on court presence is something that's important to them it, he is the identity of them more so than Bam. Bam's a finesse player. I think yeah. we know that as good as he is. Like
5: Jimmy, Avery, Bradley. I'm oh, sorry.
2: No, no. That it doesn't.
5: Uh, like Jimmy, Avery, Bradley, and Bam. Somebody tweeted out. I think it was Ethan. They said they've only played seven minutes Nikai. together in
4: the season.
1: Our, that's crazy. Presumably our,
5: our three best defenders. It wasn't mm-hmm. right? It wasn't Ethan. So Nakai tweeted that out. Only seven minutes. So, like, we can't really fairly judge this team. Because we don't have our three best defenders playing that much, they played.
1: But we can,
5: like a quarter. But together. We can because
1: at the end of the day, we're always going to be the best Jimmy player. barely
5: played. You mean, Jimmy's barely played. Like the team we're going to see in the playoffs, assuming that they bubble in the playoffs and everybody's going to be there, because they probably will bubble. That's another conversation. But Assuming that we have everybody there, the team's going to play different because we're actually going to have our best guys available. Okay. Right now, we have. We're, we're putting the, the teams together. We, don't have all, we have all these people playing roles that, you know what, they're probably not going to play towards the end of the season, which is normal for most teams, right? When you start a season, the role that some guys have in the beginning isn't the same at the end. Like Kendrick Nunn started the season as a starter, ended it, he's barely even playing, right? And that's just the most drastic example we have, but I think the same thing's going to happen as the season goes on. We're going to see a lot of guys now playing that we might not even see or might not even be on the team. Come the end of March. And I think
2: we know how so, Eric works. So kind of- like, he's a tinker, right? Like, he's trying stuff to see what's going to work when it counts. And I think that they, he's
1: I think, for do- the season's over.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, their best lineups, you know, via cleaning the glass, Jimmy at power forward has been their best lineup on both ends of the floor, right? They're scoring a lot on offense. And I think, you know, I think the most you saw was in that Celtic game, you know, where it looked really bad in the first half. In, in the first quarter and, and change. And then they, they kind of downsized. They went to Jimmy, bam, Duncan, Tyler, plus one more guard. And yeah. they were suddenly scoring a lot. They were able to be more switchable. Uh, you even saw precious get in there, switching them, Jason Tatum, right? Like, I think that they know what's going to be their bread and butter in the playoffs. They need to see what they have in the rest. And I think that they, you know, kind of to your point, they played a lot of two big lineups. They play a lot of Kelly Olenek and precious. They play a lot of bam and Kelly Olynyk. Uh, they try to play one of them with the shooter, um, so I think that they know what's going to be going in the playoffs, and I think that listen, Pat Riley is not going to wait around. I think Pat, you know, if if you, if we see the rebounding issues, we you know Pat does. Um, so I I think there's going to be a move. What it is, I don't know. Whether that's Otto Porter, whether that's Harrison Barnes, whether that's Kevin Porter Jr. It's another conversation. Whether it's Larry right. Nance, no, we don't have to have that. One. Yeah, like,
1: and I would, I would love a Kevin Porter Jr. I, I think that that's another thing that we're missing. Even like like if we can't get a big, I would love to get some type of an elite score, at least. But the simple fact is, like we we attempt the we we I think we have the lowest field goals attempted in the, in the league. So if we if we're not getting a lot of attempts, we need to make the best of
4: them. And
3: I feel like with with you know yeah. uh, with um. The guy from uh, Cleveland, blanking on his name right now. Uh, I feel like if we can uh, just Kevin spot. Porter Jr. Yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. I, I really liked him. Oh, uh, I think when we he's drafted him, yeah, he's a he's a bucket getter and he's a guy that we used. We had a nun last year. That was just kind of like our go get a bucket guy. And none yeah. isn't that anymore. So if we were go if we were going to get him,
1: hit that rookie wall bad. Oh, man,
3: he hit it hard. I think him and like Tyreek Evans peak in their rookie year, <laughs> and then after that they just fall <laughs> off. But um. But if we can swap out none and get a Kevin Porter Jr. who can come in get some buckets and just score for us and allow just, – just generate his own buckets, get his own shot, just kind of like, you know, we have to create shots for Bam or create shots for Hero, create shots for Duncan. If we can get a guy who just go create his own shot, I think we're missing that on, on this team. I feel like that's something that we really need um, outside of, of the obvious rebounding and, and, and turnovers problem right now. Um,
1: and I agree with you on that. If we had somebody that could just come in and get his own shot – Get a bucket, that would probably that would ease the bleeding a lot. We probably cause like you said, historically, Miami hasn't really been that great of a rebounding team. We've always been in the middle of the pack. And even the middle of the pack would be great right now, you know. But um, yeah, if we're if we're not getting that many field goal attempts and we're not shooting that great, we're we're dead in the water. So having somebody that could go out there, create his own shot and just get buckets would really ease the bleeding of this team. So I'm with you on that part.
3: So let me, especially with Jimmy out, you know what I mean? Like if we don't know who we're going to have playing, we can't create that team offense that we are because we we play offense as a team. We're not a, sorry to cut you off G. uh, We play, we play offense as a team. You know, we're not a individual player where like a Brooklyn or like a, like a clippers where it 's just the single guys go get their own buckets so we 're a team we're a team where we create offense as a team and as a unit, so if we 're missing parts and bits of the unit, it really messes up with with how things flow on this team, so uh, I feel like yeah, if we just had a bucket getter on the team, that would just make things a lot easier and you were saying G- mm-hmm. so I,
2: I was kind of looking closer into their rebounding numbers because I, I had a bit of a hunch that I was proven to be correct, so the heat are actually a good defensive rebounding team they're in the upper half of the league they're kind of middle of the pack but they're above average They're at 14th and they're good at defensive rebounding the issue is that they're the worst offensive rebounding team in the league right exactly but, okay that's totally fair but i think the main issue that we have is them being a bad defensive rebounding team which is not the case so the idea and i think that's more of a product like the heat you know they just have to make more shots right when they when they start making more shots that's not going to matter as much because once the threes start going in at a higher clip, once Tyler finds a stroke, once Jimmy's playing more minutes, and that's another thing. Like a, a lot, it's hard to get offensive rebound opportunities on threes and the Heat are letting threes fly. When you have Jimmy and Goron going downhill, you have Bam kind of rolling with them, Precious rolling with them, that makes those offensive rebounding opportunities a lot better and a lot more fruitful as opposed to when we're just flinging threes from the outside. So, I think that's something to monitor too. I, I think the fact that they're a good defensive, re- an okay defensive rebounding team, um, is encouraging, right? So they're they're securing they they're shoring up their end of the floor on defense. They get when they get stops, they are cleaning up the glass, and I think that you just don't want other teams to go offensive rebounding crazy on you. That's where it hurts you. When you when right. you miss out on offensive rebounding opportunities, that's more to help your offense. But the Heat have other ways to help
3: their offense. But since we're turning over the ball so much, we're not getting those extra possessions that we need. We're, we're always – every single game, we're in a deficit where we're shooting five to ten less shots than the other team. And if you do math, no matter what, that's always going to make you lose because even if they only hit 30 or 20% of those shots, that's still a couple of buckets extra that they're getting on top of their, their regular yes. flow. So the rebound, the offensive rebounding for the other team, like you said, that's not as much of an issue. But if we're not creating extra possessions – on top of turning over the ball and on top of not having good shooting nights, this team is just – there's too many poles in this team for this team to go deep in the playoffs again.
2: So, exactly, looking at their, you know, pace-adjusted numbers, right, because I I was just looking at total, like, turnovers, where I said they were middle of the pack, per 100 possessions, which is pace-adjusted, because the Heat just generally play at a slow pace, they're the worst turnover team in the league, right, and they're almost a full point up on second-place Chicago, right, and it's bad teams down here. It's Miami, (laughs) Chicago – Philly, who's good, Cleveland, New Orleans, Houston, right? So it's, like, teams that you don't want to be around. Uh, but I think with Jimmy playing more minutes and Jimmy hand- – like, also remember that Tyler's playing a lot of point guard for them, and that's not a playoff thing. That's a regular season see-what-we-have thing. And when the games matter and when, Jimmy's gonna be hand- when Jimmy and Goron are going to be handling the ball more, those turnovers are going to go away because you're not giving it to a guy who's learning on the fly. Like, they're – you know, right now right. it's trial by fire. For Tyler which is good right this is what the regular season is for let's see what we have right we did so much to not the organization said we're not trading him you know we're future blah blah, blah. okay they put their money where their mouth is and they say we are committed to this kid we are going to start him we are going to throw him into a ball handling heavy uh, role and we're going to see what we have in him and I think he's been good obviously the turnovers have been an issue but when the games count it's not going to be it's not going to be him handling the ball it's going to be Jimmy and Goran
3: and those are the but types see, of run things you need, anyways.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Go ahead. And we're talking about when the games count, but, you know, also with, you know, there's certain teams in the East that we don't want to see the first round. So, you know, it kind of made – and it's a shorter season too. It's only 72 yeah. games. So kind of the games really do count. So we, when we have to play against teams like – Detroit we need to take advantage of him and beat him because the last thing we want to do not saying that it's that, not saying that it's going to happen but it could be possible that the Nets end up being the number one seed and Miami ends up being the number eight seed
2: would, I wouldn't them. say that <laughs> I, I think I I think your concerns are valid like I think that you have made a lot of great points and I agree with you like, I think we generally agree on the ethos of what's of what's wrong with them Right, like, I th- well, the think- only
1: reason why I'm saying that the possibility that we could be AFC is because we're playing with stuff that we normally never play with, which is COVID. You know, yeah. until they figure out how to handle this into a better situation, which is probably why we need to go back to the bubble. You know, COVID will will end up missing a couple guys, and when we're playing so like games are getting postponed left and right, it's crazy. Like this is something that you know the league has never experienced. I'm funny, we didn't have to deal with this back when swine flu was a thing. <laughs> You know, they just played basketball and it—it it was what it was. But um but
2: all this—the covid is an animal. They're only two and a half games behind the Nets, right? Like, like we're talking about all this, and they're only two and a half games behind the Nets. So it's—it's not okay.
1: But then they just got changed. I know, Harden I, know I know. But so it's—it's the-
2: it's just kind of to put into perspective on like you know, it's been eleven games. I mean, don't you remember a couple of years ago, Houston? started really bad they were like we were like oh Houston's gonna miss the playoffs Western Conference is intense they they got their stuff together they tightened their stuff they figured stuff out they got a little healthy and they wanted to run it's just like you know obviously the Knicks I don't think the Knicks are gonna be a playoff team right I don't (laughs) think Cleveland's gonna be a playoff team right Right. I agree with like
1: but the thing about Miami is we don't we've never had that we've never been that team that's known for going on huge runs like we unless we was a big 3 team and then when we got lucky in that 30-11 team which we don't like to talk about cuz that team was cursed but um,
4: got um us like, man.
1: we're really, we're really not a team that's known for going on these crazy long extended runs uh, we when we play games we keep games kind of close unless we're on the receiving end of a blowout miami doesn't have that identity that's known to go out there and blow teams out it's always – if we win, it's going to be a close game. Well, they did last year. If we lose – Last
2: season, they were running we, – we, especially we, early in the season, they were winning regularly by, by 30 and 25 points, like, at home. I, I remember, like, particularly at home, they were just a juggernaut. Uh-huh. And they were –
1: That must have been, like, maybe three or four games. No, no. It, it, was, I don't it was
2: It was. like up until February that they were bludging teams at home. Instantly, you know, yeah, 30, murder. Yeah, it was like every- and
1: that's probably when, and that was probably with Kendrick Nunn probably throwing up 30 himself. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that was, nobody knew what to expect with Kendrick Nunn. You know, he was an undrafted rookie. They didn't expect him to go out there and do what he did. But the cats out of the bag now.
2: I mean, the pull-ups just completely abandoned him and, and everything. And and like they're gonna have a soft part of the schedule. You know, they're gonna get to play Sacramento, Charlotte, Washington twice, New York twice, Houston, you know. They're gonna get Times that they're going to get. I mean, their schedule's been kind of hard. Well,
1: we got a tough schedule right now. Oh. We got Detroit. Well, we had Detroit twice. Well, we'll we have them again today. Then we have the Raptors, which haven't been doing great at all, but they're starting to look
3: good. It, that last game was kind of. I mean, even though we're we're 12 seeds right now, we're one we're one game away from the sixth seed. And and like what Gianni said, the Knicks and the Cavs are probably not going to make the playoffs. So oh, we already so know. So think I, think I of their think schedule be-
2: oh, so far. Orlando, team. New Orleans, whatever. Milwaukee, twice. Dallas, good team. Oklahoma City, eh, team. Boston, great team. Washington, eh. Boston, postponed. Philadelphia, twice without any other players. And Detroit, it's been probably one, I don't have a strength of schedule in front of me, but it's probably been one of the more difficult schedules in the league. And I know they're coming up on Portland, twice, Denver, and the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, But, you know, it's... B- better times ahead, and they're gonna have p- kind of win. Well, different. I
1: mean, when we played the we're Wizards. We health. played the Wizards without Bill or Russell, and that
2: was a struggle. It was bad. It was not that. that were Did not inspire anything.
4: <laughs>
1: and we were um, healthy. We haven't had. Jimmy
5: <laughs> we've only had Jimmy. I think six games. I think that's what it was. The last time I checked. Yeah, he didn't play against the Wizards. But we haven't had a lot of our guys, man. Like. And, and, like, this guy just said, we're the 12th seed and two games away from the 6th seed. One, like one, that's game. <laughs> one game. One game. Not even two games. One game. Like, that's why it's so early, man. You can't there's, you can't really say anything definitive about any of these teams, not a single one, including the Heat. You Bye. can't say a team is definitely good or definitely, like, worst team in the league. Right, right. It's hard. It's too early.
1: Well, I can't say – I won't say that. Like, I, I haven't given up on Miami, you know. I I don't think anybody should. It's not – we shouldn't panic yet. You know what I'm saying? We do know that there's issues that need to be addressed, and as fans, we want our team to address those issues sooner than later. You know, and uh, Pat Riley's history, you know, he'll fix them at the deadline. That's normally when it happens. But I think a lot of fans, like even me, you know, I have my moments where I'm like, man, you know, this team right here, (laughs) what are we doing? But, I mean, it, it is too early to panic. And and I agree with it, everything that you guys have said, but at the same time, though, no, just as much as we said, yeah, it's still early, there's still winnable games that we still need to collect, because if we don't get those games, seeding is going to matter. Right. And and I really don't want to see the Celtics early. I don't want to see the, net, the Nets early. Neither one of those, those are the only two teams in the East that I could even sit here and say, those are teams that could push us. I mean, like, we didn't run the Celtics out of the, the, the arena. I mean, we went six games and one of the games was actually decide, decided by a game saving block from Van. So we can't sit here and be like, well, you know, we're confident that Miami can just run the team out the park, go back to the NBA finals and lose to the Lakers again. But, uh, you know, it's just there's things that we need to address and they need to be addressed to a track.
3: And just to put things in a bigger picture, I mean, before Jimmy came here, everybody was thinking the year after 2021, that was going to be our prime competitive year because that's when we we're going to be able to target Giannis. And let's say we, we made this finals run last year as a heavy underdog. And this right. year we don't know what's going to happen with seeding. We don't know who's going to be playing game to game. We don't know how this the, everything's going to work out when the playoffs come around. So, we have to put everything in perspective. Remember, like, even though we just made the finals, this is a very, very young team. And even right. if we don't make it deep in the playoffs this year, we're going to make it You know, in the playoffs. We're going to have more games. And we have a young team that's going to develop next year. And we lost that on James Harden, but there's more opportunities for disgruntled stars. So even if we don't have the season that we want to this year, Tyler's growing as a point guard. He's doing the uncomfortable thing right now. We're watching him grow up as a second-year player in front of our eyes, and he's doing a good job of it. In my opinion, he's been doing better and better. And
1: I I agree. And like I said, I would be more patient with this team if Jimmy was like 25, 27 years old. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not young. (laughs) You know, in basketball terms, he's not young. Um, So he's in – and he's in his prime. And it's like, so I'm the type of person that'd be like, why don't we just get Jimmy that help now? Like a lot of people, are like, why would we jeopardize our future just to win a ring? Well, there's a lot of teams in the NBA that still haven't know, they haven't touched a the ring. Right. They don't know what a ring looks like. So, and and they've had you know shot after shot in the lottery. They've had you know number one draft picks, uh, or you know lottery picks. And look at where these teams are at. They're nowhere. So. You kind of sit here and think, you know, yes, we want to develop our, our young talent because you know we do have a future. But at the same time, no, I'd rather see Jimmy raise a trophy above, above his head and it not be just an Eastern Conference championship. I, I I really want him to, you know, hold the one that counts. And he's not getting any younger. So I rather, That's why I'm on the side of let's, if we if we want to call it mortgaging our future now, I'm on that side. You know, at the end of the day, we talk about draft picks. Draft picks ain't going to mean nothing for winning. And Who are you can- trading for? Huh? Who are you trading for? Who are you, Morgan? Well, there's nobody that we could trade for right now unless Bradley Bill walks into Washington's office and say, hey, I want Miami and only Miami. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., that, that, that came out of left field, and I would really like that trade. Low cost. We don't have to give up seven players to get him. But, honestly, I think we should have did – I'm, I'm on the side where I say we should have did that James Harden deal. I mean,
2: there's going to gonna be guys available. Like, I think we've, we've named a few. Mm-hmm. I think Tucker is a guy that certainly is going to be on Miami's radar. I think Victor Oladipo, I'm sure that the organization is going to have a talk about it. I think the kind of extension at the end of the season is, is kind of where that gets a little dicey for them because I, I think he helped – attack defender he's a very good on ball defender he can help switch he's a good shooter he can get the ball north south you know it's another ball handler to add to jimmy
1: Um, you see victor victor is a good example but i want you to take a look at that paul george situation everybody thought he was going to bolt to the lakers he even told the lakers to trade for him they didn't do it he resigned with okc even though he got traded a year later because Kawhi told him to do it you got to sit here and not bank that teams just because they say that they love you, they want you, they want to play with you. One season, there's a lot that could happen over, you know, 82 games, but in this case, 72 games.
2: I mean, I, he might love it. I'm just, I'm just worried about them having to pay his extension because, like, as I mentioned before, their cap situation, like, you have Bam, you have Jimmy, who are at max, and they're pretty close to the one-o-line salary cap. So if you sign Victor to, 20 plus million dollar contract plus duncan's extension now you know you really lost your wiggle room and not that you know your chips on victor or do you want to try to get something better or would you rather get two players that are a little you know a step down in quality but kind of fill out your roster a little more and i think that's kind of the Depot situation like did you prefer victor or would you prefer pj tucker plus something else right like that's kind of the space you're afforded uh, when you don't have a guy like Victor uh, eating your cap, but he's really good. So that's that's going to be a question the organization asks. I'm a big Otto Porter Jr. fan, so that's a guy I think fits the bill of a lot we're talking about. I kind of joke-tweeted about Aaron Gordon, and then I, I really thought about it, and I was like, I mean, he's not a good enough shooter to justify it. Uh, you know, a guy like that. You know, there's going to be guys available at the deadline especially when, remember, now that Giannis is really not in the free agent market, and I think there's a lot of doubts that Kawhi will even become a free agent or leave, the big stars have really dried out. So a lot of teams are going to start pivoting from their cap space and might take guys into the space. It's going to be an interesting deadline considering that stick is out the window.
3: And one thing I want to think about is the, the mm-hmm. Oladipo thing is, what if we do kind of like a D'Angelo Russell thing with the Warriors where we just kind of sign them to have them as an asset? You know what I mean? And then we can flip him later on because he, he's looking more and more like the Victor Oladipo of old, but he's still not a guy that I want to pay for four years. It's like a 1A superstar. So if you can get Victor and his value is still good and then you have another star out in the league that now wants to get traded. Victor is a guy that can be traded along with other assets. Let's say you do Victor and Hero. What other team can beat a package of Victor and Hero? like there's no other Except you know 20. what i mean so if that
2: start, victor, I think ben Simmons. Uh, i'd
3: think i say ben, victor ben and hero Simmons. are probably together plus plus fillers obviously yeah, but
2: victor at 20 plus million dollars is not as attractive as you know and then hero up for an extension soon you know if we get into next year you know all of a sudden you have two years left on that deal and then you got to pay him and you know he's gonna make money so I think there's an economical aspect to this as well that
1: Well I mean, you know. yeah, money does does play an issue with it, but at the same time, you got to really look what's what player is going to come in and really make an impact on this team now and later. Uh Victor is starting to look like himself and I like that. So, I would honestly say why don't we just trade for him now instead of waiting for free agency? Trade for him now. Test him in our system, see where he can get us. And if it makes sense, we only have to deal with him. Now, I know the issue is, you know, um, he, could, he could run out on us, but at the same time, we could also do a sign-and-trade situation. Those exist, and those happen all the time. But uh, I really feel like we should t- test him. If he loves Miami as much as he say he does, he'll probably sign an extension
3: with us. I agree. And, and we get the birds with it too, I believe. I think he's been traded every time. I don't think he's actually signed an outright deal yet. You know, he went from Orlando to uh, OKC. Okay, out yep. to Houston. So, um, yep. he has his birds. So that's another thing that you know, when it comes to the tax and the and the cap space, we're gonna have his bird rights. So even if we want to trade him, that's another benefit of him and the team. And I'm looking at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is due next year: thirty-three, thirty-five, thirty-seven, and forty million dollars. And Ooh. man, Ben Simmons is not playing like LeBron James number two that guy, everybody thought. I mean, Ben Simmons played ten minutes from my house in high school. We played Montverde. But he's not playing like LeBron number two. He's playing more like Draymond Green. <laughs> so you do want to pay a guy right. forty million dollars with a with a. I think he also has that knee injury that that nagged in him and that back injury.
2: Twenty four though.
3: You don't. But the, but the exactly when you have the injuries so young, what happens when he gets older? Those injuries just become worse and worse. And now you're paying a guy yeah. forty million, who's proven not to be a killer, not to be a guy that you can load up on the team and, and really move forward with. And I'm I think out on. Oladipo that. and Hero. <laughs> I'm
2: out I, I just want to preface that like I'm I, I'm out but I, I if you pull GMs Ben's more valuable
3: than those than Victor and Oladipo together or uh, Hero yeah. and Oladipo together
4: yeah
2: yeah I, I think so um, and and listen well, Victor, 28 I'd rather well, have like if I'm if I need to win a basketball game I'd probably rather have Oladipo that might be a hot yeah. take I don't like Ben I don't like his game I just like I'm opposed to the way he plays basketball. Uh, and I like Vic. He's a good player. I just don't know if you want to cash your chips on Vic or you want to wait for something else. That's my thing.
3: I, I agree with you on that. I don't, I don't think he's that 1A superstar that you put next to Bam and an aging Jimmy that puts you over the top. <laughs> like, I, I agree with you on that, you know, but signing him as another asset, that's another, that's just another avenue because Golden State did that. And of course, they didn't cash out on a star, but they, they got a guy named like Andrew Wiggins that was supposed to help play and Steph. But, you know, we don't know how that worked out
2: any deal that they make has to go around a couple kind of parameters. They need to do something about whether that is playing Jimmy there or getting one needs to want to do for that. So if you trade for Victor, your closing lineup is Victor Duncan or Victor, Tyler Goron, Jimmy at the four and bam, then that's what you're deciding, right? Like when you sign Oladipo, you know, you make that decision of, okay, well, we're committing to playing Jimmy Butler at the four in crunch time, which may work. It's been good so far. I'm not sure that that's what you want, but that's what they commit. Or you pivot and you trade for a guy like P.J. Tucker and now you want your closing lineup to be Goron, Tyler, Jimmy at the three, P.J. at the four and Bam at the five, which is closer to what they had last time. Think-
0: Oh, and by the way, um, quick things. So, um, welcome Brian Young at right. pod as well. Um, Alec had to step out for a quick second. Hi, right. uh,
6: so... yeah, I just jumped in here. Um, PJ Tucker sounds like a fantastic idea. I think he can replicate a lot with Jay did for us. So I am all in. He's on better. He's, he's better. Jay, but better. <laughs> you, all right, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I think,
1: I think. I mean, he's just a he's just a little bit too undersized for me. But at the same time, though, he
6: did play. Decent on AD. I mean, like how much? How he, much smaller is PJ Tucker than Jay? Right. I mean, PJ is what six five and Jay's like six six. I mean, I think I think a lot of it is mostly mm-hmm.
1: just actually uh, PJ
6: is 6'4", and I believe Jay is it Jay six No, you're six six. Jay 6'6". 6'6"? 6'6". Yeah, they're about the same size, and you know, PJ 6'5". I, I don't. I mean, the Rockets that's played PJ at the five for his for a lot of his 10-year. tenure, so I don't necessarily think that's. A huge issue. Um, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, if we agree. could get. Oh, if
1: we could get Vic and PJ Tucker together. Oh, let, let's go!
3: Yeah, that would be the ideal. We could, that, we
1: could turn that. We could turn this team around. Yeah, this is that's a finals really?
3: team easily. So that's PJ, a team that can beat Milwaukee. I don't
6: know. I don't know if that can this beat the next. And That's sorry, pretty good.
2: So. Well, like when you look at how the Heat's like. The best version of themselves, how they look, and, and a lot of it was kind of their work on the defensive end and, and their switchability. If you can switch that four or five pick and roll, or that, you know, if you get Victor and PJ, and all of a sudden you can put Victor on whoever's James Harden is like whoever you know, put Victor on James, have Bam on KD, or, you know, or you have PJ on KD, and all of a sudden you have this switchability with Bam on the help side, right? Because you can hide, guy, you can hide a guy like Jimmy. Not that you'd want to hide Jimmy, but you could put a guy like Jimmy on DeAndre so that he can float and kind of play the passing lanes. And then all of a sudden, you have Bam on Kyrie or something, or Bam in a, or on Joe Harris, and now he's in a health right where he can kind of disrupt some passes, go to the rim when, when James is going to get there. So your switchability with P.J. allows Bam to play more off the ball or on the ball. Is a really good help defender too, and I think in the Heat's kind of rotation system, he'd be perfect because they're very the, the system is kind of you rotate early, you get in position for a charge or, or to force a pass out. They're going to have guys to get in the passing lanes. Not that they're going to be a favorite against the Nets because I, I just think that the Heat are uh, they're going to favorite three teams, meaning Boston, uh, Brooklyn, but they're going to be equipped to handle it like no doubt. So, let me ask, let they're
3: me big. ask, what part have we been? What would a trade package for Oladipo and Tucker look like? Would it be hero and then none and fillers? Or or how how do you think that would work out?
1: That's what it would probably be hero hero, none and fillers I, I, I don't think, you, think you
6: have to give up hero. I
3: don't, I don't no heroes. I mean they wouldn't, they wouldn't trade they
6: would trade
2: hero for harden. They're gonna trade hero right. for Victor Oladipo? like
6: Right. Yeah. So um, probably
3: more, more likely that Precious is gone.
2: No, I mean I think that you can include got us to get there, I think if you give some draft compensation and some expiring salary to the cheapest owner in sports, I think that's probably nice. I mean, I don't know if you know Victor Ladipo, if you get two firsts for Victor, um, plus right. young Air, like either if that's KZ or if that's Kendrick Nunn or whatever. Um, I think that Houston, I, I don't think, I mean, Victor's, I mean, Zach Lowe said several times on his podcast that Victor Ladipo had either neutral or negative trade value, like nobody wanted him. And I think um, his contract's at $21 million right now. So Andre uh, or Kelly Olenek plus Myers Leonard gets it done. PJ's, I think, making less than $4 million or four four point five or something like ridiculously low. So they're going to have enough in expiring salary plus draft equity to get that done without putting Hero or Duncan, I would think.
1: Yeah, the Rockets might need that too, too. Uh... Because, uh, definitely that cap space uh, expirings will probably get it done. You're right. And I mean, it'd be a low cost situation for Miami.
2: I mean, yeah, honestly. Low cost and high reward. So, like, would you guys do it? Very How would you feel if it's Olinick, Myers Leonard, and Duncan Robinson for Victor and PJ? Are you guys still uh, feeling the
3: same? I'm Duncan I'm yeah, so. Robinson. Um, yeah, he's our
2: offense. <laughs> but, but remember, I mean, yeah, you're not, they're gonna, Duncan's going to get. Probably $20 million next year. I mean, if you look at yeah.
4: the Joe Harris. Deserves- yeah, well, that's the problem. Is Duncan,
6: Duncan deserves it. Is we have, to consider-, so we definitely have deserve- to consider, like, how much of – is Duncan's value worth what he's going to get paid? And hypothetically, if you have Tyler Hero, you know, um, you know how much of what Duncan does can you replicate in just playing Hero at the two and having, you know – a guy like Victor, or whoever else at the one, you've got Lowry. Um, so I, I guess I guess if you're making the move for Oladipo, then you know he's going to play one of those guard spots anyway, and you're going to play Hero two a lot. So I suppose I it's tough. It's tough, man. Duncan is you know. Uh, all
1: top. I gotta say is Duncan is shooting forty percent from three uh, with nine attempts.
6: Yeah, that's oh. that's that's
2: you, you, and you everyone coming. Forty three percent, and everyone it's is coming.
6: Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's and then on he's top a of top that, top five shooter right now, right? The top three, maybe top three, top three. So it's it's tough to say three. yes, just because you like. We all trust the Heat to develop and find guys, right? But you typically don't find a top three shooter. You know that there's there's some luck in that, and I, I just, and, and I'm hesitant three. to give that up. This is, this is his second – because last year was, what, his first full season? Yes. I think so, Yeah.
3: So this is his second season. I and mean, effectively. I mean, on top of that, he's developing pretty well, too, as a, as a dribbler. Like, he had a couple of yeah. – you know, especially in those games where we didn't have a lot of players. He was averaging, what, 23 points a game during those times with some layups, with some back cuts. He had two threes against that last Pistons in this game where they were, like, four feet or five feet behind the three-point line and he was just wetting them. So I think if we're going to give up – if we're trading Duncan for Oladipo, we have to know that we're keeping Oladipo because Duncan is literally our, our offense, and it would be really, really hard to give him up with all the, the dribble handoffs and, and everything we do with Bam if we're not going to mm-hmm. know we're going to get either another 1A superstar by flipping Oladipo or, or having depot return to that top tier uh, Hypoth- by himself.
6: Hypothetically, if you gave up Duncan, could you, like, not – I mean, could you maybe not give up – a pick because I feel like Duncan, especially on the Rockets, would have a ton of value.
4: It probably uh, maybe that's just me.
1: One pick. Yeah, if we give up Duncan, they're going to have to give us back on top of Vic and PJ. They're going to have to give us uh, Eric Gordon as well. They're, they're going to have to give us something. Well, right. I don't think they do that. <laughs>
6: but.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I think, yeah, a deal would be Duncan plus pick plus expiring salary. Like, I think right. that's kind of what it would look like. I mean, yeah. Because remember, I mean, Eric, they're going to be able to kind of on the side deal Eric to a contender that's going to need it. Like somebody's going to need a ball handler and a kind of shooter off the bench or, or even kind of plug and play starting lineup guy. So, like, Eric's going to have – you remember, Marcus got traded for a first-round pick. Marcus Morris, right? Like, you know, yeah. uh, TJ, uh, Terrence Ross a couple years ago got traded for two firsts. So,
3: Jeez.
1: But wasn't Marcus averaging, like, 19 points a game now?
3: Uh, who, Eric Gordon? What? With- yeah, he was killing on the huh? Knicks. He was a leading scorer of the Knicks at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and he he played well. He was he, he played well, but I mean, a first round pick
2: a guy who was a pretty formed NBA player, and we kind of knew that a lot of that was empty calorie stats, you know. So, um, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of pry a first round pick out of uh then like the Pelicans, for example. They have a lot of picks. The, the Pelicans are making a put play the playoffs. You know what's to say that they won't give a first? You know, if, if Minnesota wants an extra ball hunt, I don't think that they would be in it, but you know what I mean. So, so, somebody will give something. Um, but yeah. he and the Heat, by the way, they have a lot of guards, even without Duncan. I, I think that their guard rotation is pretty solid. I mean, they went to the bottom of the damn barrel, and uh, you know, Gabe Vince produced obviously, he's not a starter level player, but I think in a pinch, you know, if he's pinch hitting, he can give them something. Um, so I wouldn't worry about their. Guard. I think.
1: The average a game right now.
2: Oh yeah, they they need a wing. I, I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the top of the show. I think if they have a wing scorer plus defender, that is ideal. But if not, a guy like PJ, kind of because then that that fixes your problems. You get a shooter to help space the floor with Bam. You have a guy that's going to help your rebounding just by virtue of the physics. Well, we kind of us underestimate, you know, just in the system, like having new. Have, like pj who's a vet kind of fire guys up hold people accountable you know this gets stale and i know it's only been a couple years but you know jimmy and ud can't and goran can't be doing it forever i mean maybe sometimes people got to hear from a new voice you know uh and there's institutional kind of control in the heat that pj would fit right in so he's a guy that i really like
3: i mean he's heat culture through and through you can't get more heat culture than than pj tucker i think him and lou
2: right would be the guy like if they get Lowry, that changes their calculus a bunch because not only is he one of the best defenders at his position, um, he's a great offensive player, is friends with Jimmy Butler. He's just honestly, last season, I think he should have been all NBA. I mean, I think there's an argument between him and Chris Paul. I, I think he was better than Russell Westbrook for sure. Like, he's an incredible player oh, on both, um, he changes a lot. For a lot of teams, I don't know that Miami has enough to make a deal with Toronto. I mean, unless it involves giving up Precious or Duncan, uh, which I don't see the Heat doing, especially for a one-year rental of Kyle plus whatever that massive extension would look like. And I don't think they're—that's a tough pill to swallow when you're kind of tying everything in Lowry, Jimmy, and Bam. Again, that goes back to the where do we want to cash our chips? Right? Is it Victor? Is it Kyle? Is it do we kind of pray for Bradley Beal? You know what I mean? Do we wait to see what Kawhi does? There's kind of a calculus to this that the organization is going to have to wait and see. And, you know, my guy, Lefty Leif, a.k.a. Greg Sylvander of Five on the Floor over Five Reasons, uh, made a good point. That last season, the Heat had a bunch of dudes on cheap contracts that overperformed. And all of a sudden, next season, they're not going to be on cheap contracts. And this year, they're not overperforming. So when we kind of look at them, you know, you had to kind of look at the economics of it go back to that again. You know they—they're gonna their best players last season were producing on minimal contracts. Bam, Duncan, Tyler, right? Even Goron was on a reasonable deal. Now they have they're paying a bunch of dudes a lot of money, and everyone's kind of underperforming except for Duncan and and Bam. So I think that kind of plays into their sense of urgency as well.
0: Oh, a quick thing. So it's actually interesting you brought up um, five reasons. Um... So it turns out we might have another guest to hop on in on um, clutch from Five Reasons. So I want to know if by any chance any of you guys would be down to hop out. Uh, making, real quick so I mean, I got to go. Through, let him in. So
2: maybe I'll do. I, I wanted to say what's up to Adam. Uh, so I guess I guess I'll duck out. Uh, tell Adam that's my guy. Club, love that guy. So shout out to him. He's cool. Actually. I- Oh, Accident he wants to talk to me. Okay, I'll, I'll stay on a little more. I do, a, I
6: do have do a little work to do, but quick. yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll say what's up to Adam. I'll I'll hop out real quick. Right, oh, no, I wanted so you I just wanted, wanted to you do, you want just wanted ask, ask what y'all quick. thought, what y'all thought of like Aaron Gordon or Miles Turner as options. But I I think Bam, I'm pretty sure Bam hates Miles Turner, so I don't think that's oh, yeah.
4: Happened.
6: So yeah, but Aaron Gordon maybe that's a potential.
2: I tweeted it and then I took my take back immediately.
6: (laughs) All right. I'll I'll be back.
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks, man. All right. So, anyway, guys, you can continue
3: to call. I'm just trying to get it. Go ahead.
2: No, you go ahead. Go ahead.
3: No, I was just thinking. I mean, with everything going on this team, it's just so many moving parts. It's hard to know if this is the year that we're going to try to make the finals or is this a year that we kind of just tack down to, to developing players and developing assets for next year. It's it's just, I think this is like the most questions we've had for this team in a little while. And it's really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, Pat Riley and Andy and coach Spo all, all works this out, but it's also like you were saying earlier, you can't judge too much of it because we've had so many guys out for protocol. So, there's just so many questions to, to answer, and I think the one guy that can answer those questions is Clutch Adam. Mr. Adam Barai, what's going on, brother?
7: How you doing, guys?
3: Your first name's not Clutch? What's that? Your first name's
7: not Clutch? <laughs> is is this who I think it is?
2: I'm the Kyle Lowry stand, baby.
7: <laughs> I love you, man.
2: I love you, too, dude. I was talking about how great you were before you came on.
7: That, well, that's the only way to make an entrance. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Thank, thank you for having me on.
2: Adam, I, no uh, I'm not. Should I be? Yeah, no problem. Going, well, I'm
3: okay, uh, one it second.
2: Here, I'm calling. Always producing, guys. Always producing.
3: I, I said it, ABC hey. producing.
2: Joel, <laughs> I,
7: I had to come on because this is the only medium in which I can talk to Gianni on a uh, recording-based platform.
2: I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening. Listen, you you invited, you're invited on me on your pod. I did. I'd invite you on mine, but there's some limitations that I think you're aware of that I haven't done that yet.
7: <laughs> no, I'm aware. I was going to ask you
2: yesterday, to be <laughs> honest with you. How about now? What?
0: Should I still hear yeah. the echo low key? Yes. Yeah,
3: oh, no, never
0: mind. Okay, so yeah, what are we talking I, no about? No echo now. Adam are talking
3: was about all the holes on the Heat. Um, I was shilling for PJ Tucker. Yeah, PJ Tucker, all the depot, what a package for both of them together would look like if we were able to make that happen.
7: I'm not a big a fan of PJ Tucker as the rest of you guys are.
3: He Why? <laughs> he's,
7: look, he's a lot slower than you think he is, and the Rockets have hit oh, him I know really he's slow. well. I know he's slow, but they don't need him to be quick.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we play slow.
7: No, but it, the, here's the thing: he's not a starter anymore, and the Rockets last year in the playoffs proved that. Proved that he did great at guarding AD. What are you talking? He did as good a job as anybody in the playoffs guarding AD. He did a good job, but I don't like. He's 35. He's going to ask for an extension. He's a step slower this year. He's going to have to learn a new system. I I just don't like the fit. Like I like it. It's a good fit. He'll hit threes in the corner, but I'd rather they go a different direction. I don't want to make the same Andre Iguodala trade. They should go with. It. They should go a, a different route.
2: Yes and no. That's my um, guy, dude. I I've been wanting Auto for years. So if if we kind of kind of circle whenever Auto got that deal, I've been wanting him. So if we circle back and get Auto, I'm all in. I've been wanting this forever. I I I like
7: him. It's just I don't like that contract, and it sort of. It 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 would be the one move, you know, like they wouldn't be able to make any other move, and I don't think that's enough.
1: I think so it's enough. What would you think is enough?
2: To- he's a wing scorer. Mm-hmm. He kind of gives you a little kick in terms of kind of scoring and hitting off the dribble. He's a good shooter. He's a he's a really good defender. Can switch, which is basically what they need him to do. I mean, it's 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 pretty perfect. Did did you say wing? Because in the group
7: chat they said. They were flaming you for a wanting a wing.
2: I want a wing. You know, we have we this out. We got, I, I feel like we've reached an understanding. No, <laughs> I mean,
0: I know you and Willie got an understanding, but um, I don't know about the rest of the chat. I don't. I wasn't even going to react to any of the messages. Most of the time. So no one was, going, was
7: at going at it. It, it was just I all just of them mocking. It, it, and and yeah. Yeah.
4: And
0: <laughs>
2: It was an assault. <laughs> it wasn't that much discussion. I was under siege. Ah oh, man, them screenshots! Bro, all the screenshots were coming. That was in. so funny, man. I was dying. That that was so funny. It was hilarious. So, Claude, what do you what do you think <laughs>
1: Miami could do to plug these holes? What if you got two people? The reason because we need two. I don't think one player would issue that. Um, well. I th- I think the, the
7: I think the obvious answer if it's not a big move like Bradley Beal uh the obvious is Victor Oladipo and PJ Tucker but only if you re-sign Victor Oladipo this summer. Um Thank you. because I I think he would be an asset for you to flip to for Bradley Beal later on. You know, so right. if you can re-sign Victor Oladipo, because you don't have a pick this summer, so you can't generate another asset. So the only way to do that is to sign a guy and then potentially flip him later.
2: So my thing with that, Adam... Mm-hmm. Adam, my thing was that was like Zach Lowe has been pretty... Well, one guy at a time. Yeah, no, I think... We're, cut, we're cutting in <laughs> and out. <laughs> Um, like Adam, my thing with like Zach was kind of pounding the table all offseason that Victor had negative to neutral trade value, right? And I think kind of the Warriors got lucky with D'Angelo because he's boys with Carl Anthony Towns, right? And I think, I don't know if you've heard the same things that I've heard alluded that I don't think Jimmy is particularly on board with Vic which would be my other trepidation with it, because I think that that deal was there for Miami to have for a while. Sure. So I, I don't know if you've heard the same things, but from my I mean, understanding, that's not uh, that's not something that Jimmy wanted.
7: Well, what Jimmy wanted was James Harden, and that didn't happen. Don't we all? I know. Not Ethan, apparently, but.
2: Oh, man. I was he like, wanted... come on, Ethan. Stop being anti-fun.
7: <laughs> he wanted P.J. Tucker, but not James Harden. But if but if they got PJ Tucker, then he'd be receptible to a James Harden move.
4: Hmm, okay. It had to <laughs> which a- happen is, in the aggregate.
7: No, that's not that's not a fun response. You don't want that answer.
2: No, oh, it's too nuanced. I mean Ethan no, Ethan's been in this business long enough to know that
3: it's hot takes. Come on, Ethan. Yeah. So, so I mean
2: Yeah.
3: I was just gonna ask you, what what do you think would be the better option? Do you feel like giving up some of the assets now to plug the holes and, and hope for another finals run this year or wait for that next superstar and, and just let this season kind of just drift into it. How, however it runs out.
7: You, I think you get the best player that you can get um, by trading away Kendrick Nunn, Kelly or Myers and a future pick, whatever or whatever the best player you can get is for that. That's what you do to try to plug in. And fix some of the holes. If not, you wait for Bradley Beal. And who do you think is the best player we can get with that? Realistically. Realistically. No. Um. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I don't think they're gonna give up any <laughs> unless it's for a guy like Kyle Lowry. And, okay, so if it's Kendrick and Kelly, I think you can flip Kelly to an. A contender for
2: a pick. So but they they over... never flip guys for picks. I mean that's it's someone for a pick.
8: Um,
7: Zoran Dragic when they flipped him to Boston for a protected second rounder that never that's a fruition. fake
2: second that's a fake pick not not a protected second rounder those are those are fake picks those aren't real they're imaginary when was the last time they traded a player for a real pick. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's pre shack.
3: Goron, right? No, they Goron's traded. Still picks, on the team. They traded
2: oh, picks okay. for Goron. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the last time they traded someone for an asset, like someone for a pick. Gotcha. Especially a first rounder.
7: It so, it's hard. I don't I don't know what they could get. Um so you you're talking about a guy that's making 12, 13 million or up to 20 million because they have seven million to play with. So it's really hard to figure out what kind of guy they can get, because Kendrick Nunn has been just so bad. Um,
2: so I don't know. Let me let me think about that. I mean, I think you know with the thirteen. I mean, I don't think he has negative value, neutral value, so I think you could swap a guy like Bad Young, who's making fourteen million dollars this year.
7: I you got to relax with your asphyxiation with these Chicago Bulls players. There's Listen. only one that's. That's worth getting. There's only one. I
2: don't want Zach Levine. In my DMs, so like, oh, Zach Levine? Looking. No, get Zach Levine out of here. Zach Levine doesn't solve their issues. He kind of gives them a little bump in scoring, and he's a turnstile on defense, or as Frankie on our podcast says, a traffic cone. I've got a name, by the way. Go. Uh,
7: it's a guy that the Heat have been interested in the past, and a guy that I think they're currently interested in, but I really haven't given it much attention. Rudy Gay.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. That would be a really good fit. I mean, be, I mean, he's no definitely on the back into his career, but as a fit next to Bam, that's a nice guy that can spread the floor. You know, he's a he's a serviceable, serviceable but it's so.
7: But he's a wing, and he versus the world doesn't want a wing.
3: I mean, he could play four, though, right?
7: Twenty <laughs> so well, percent of the world wants a wing. The world, if, if they, part, if they
2: score, play him. If they play him at small forward, I'm <laughs> a little more receptive to Jimmy at power forward. I'm all in on Jimmy at the four. Take from the Spurs,
7: learn from them, and, and play with it.
1: I would take Jimmy at the four, too, because Jimmy is the most physical player on the Heat team. And he and he doesn't quit. So I would take Jimmy at the four all day.
3: And you're talking Jimmy at the four yeah. playoff time. You're not talking run Jimmy at the four during the regular oh, season yeah. to, to break <laughs> play, him down, right? Playoff. Not right now. Right, I'm... right. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I think Jimmy at the four is the, when we're at our best uh, playing with this team because then you can have other guys space the floor, or yeah. like an Avery Bradley help with that point of attack and have Jimmy guard second biggest Bam guard the biggest guy. So they
2: stop the Jimmy- handoff nonsense. That's the other thing. It's like as much as I love it during the regular season, and I think that the handoff stuff really gets the most out of guys who have limited kind of north south ball handling capabilities. And I think it kind of augments kind of guys who are good at dribbling the ball. But I think at the end of like at the end of a good game, at the end of a good defensive team, we saw against the Celtics and the Bucks, like and the Lakers, they make those handoffs. And you need a guy to go north south. And you need him to have space floor. That's why against the Lakers, they went Jimmy high pick and roll every time down the floor. Against the Lakers, it was Goron and Jimmy up top, high pick and roll. Kind of kind of play with the, the BAM lob, play with the BAM roll in the playoffs that stuff doesn't work as well right because you teams can key in on that they can a ton of stuff and bam is not a good post player is not punishing people on that switch i always reference back to after game where they foul on him and just did not do anything with that he just not unlike yannis just won't take that those guys down low and isn't good at it so you know, when you kind of play a space floor with Jimmy at the four, I think you're kind of giving up a little bit defensively, not because of Jimmy, more because you don't have a real small forward to play, uh, and you're playing three guards, and that's just going to hurt your defense regardless. I think Jimmy can keep up with most guys at the four, but kind of that's kind of the thing I'm scared of.
3: Yeah, that's true because it usually is three guards and three guards that are that are pretty turnstileable guys, and whoever it is—Hero, Goron, and Duncan, or whoever's that that fifth guy that we play with them usually isn't the best defender so i think if avery bradley is able to continue his shooting like he's i'm pretty sure he's shooting pretty well starting being the season i think he's a guy that can you can throw out with that closing lineup to help with the defense
2: but i mean they're committed they're they're for sure committed to tyler closing i think that that's something that they've proven to you not only this season but in the playoffs i think they're committed to goran closing and as you saw duncan was the guy squeezed out of there so I don't know if you're going to squeeze Duncan out for Avery Bradley. That's that's a tougher pill to swallow than if you're squeezing Duncan for Goran or Tyler. So that that would be my only rebuttal to that.
3: I agree. Um, but what we saw in that Bucks game is Avery Bradley able to guard Christian Middleton. You know what I mean? Like he, he was able to guard um, some of these guys that were a little bit bigger and he was able to hit the shots. You know, there was times where he was hitting his shots and I feel like if he's able to do kind of what Jay Crowder did without having a regression, gray- Jay Crowder showed up, he, he can be a guy that can fill that hole and be the fifth guy that'll fit really well with Jimmy at the four and Bam at the five. He needs to be real, though. Like That's the other thing. Too well in a five or... Mm-hmm. Um, that
2: shooting, that needs to be real. And I don't think he's going to be at whatever... Um, 44%, 45%. I don't think that's going to be it. He has a career high of 40%. I, that's about what you can. I think at the high end, that's what you can expect. Um, no. You know, and he'll be on volume. I mean, he's been shooting about four a game, which has been really good, and that'll help the team. I mean, Jay. The thing we don't talk a lot about Jay was is that he wasn't shy to shoot. I mean, dude, let it fly. Yeah, and I think that you know, even if not hitting at an at like a you know all time great clip. I mean, by the way, Jay shot thirty five percent from three last season, so he's at this shooter. Uh, but he was shooting a lot. And that's going to help your defense because that's going to help your offense because teams are eventually going to have to play that honestly.
1: Yep, and when Jake Crowder was hitting.
2: I'm so sorry. He shot 4% last year. He's shooting 35 this year. Jesus.
3: Good for
4: you. <laughs> Regression, Jake
3: Crowder didn't show up for the finals in this season. <laughs>
7: I hit. wouldn't call that a regression. He's still he's still shooting like six threes a game. Yeah, no, right. he's,
3: shooting, he's shooting
2: the same amount of threes. I mean, he's that's kind of consistent. I mean, throughout his career, six point five, six point one, five point nine, six point four, six point five. Like that's recently. So I mean, he's he's not shy.
3: <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> now, with the the other hole in this team is, do you feel like that team is going to get pounded on the glass? Yes. We already went
2: through this. We did a whole half hour on this. We're in we're reruns already. I know, with, with, with
3: the closing lineup, with, with playing Jimmy at the floor. We didn't really talk about Jimmy at the floor in that rebounding issue. Yeah, but we that, about it.
2: That doesn't matter as much because if you're leveraging your offense so much, kind of like the LeBron teams, I mean, if, if your offense is, like, elite, you know, you can you can afford to leverage kind of rebounding, right
1: rebounding. But LeBron and AD could both rebound great, so <laughs> –
2: I mean, I, I guess, you know, you can't really run Jimmy at the four against the Lakers. Or maybe you can. I mean, remember, the, they forced the Lakers to downsize. And if Bam and, and Jimmy kind of do a some sort of decent job... I mean, the Lakers are not a good matchup for them. I mean, the, that's just how it is. But you can't plan for a team on the West. I mean, like, you don't know what's happening over there. you got to plan for the teams in your... The Celtics aren't going to kill you on the glass. The Sixers might. Uh, the Bucks aren't, and then they don't. Brooke Lopez is at you. And, and then... Either so, you got your conference. I don't got to worry about that. You worry about the West when you get there, right? You gotta you gotta get there. Thank you. You, you gotta worry about the you that around you. I mean, the Celtics play these small ball lineups with, the, with with Marcus Smart at the five, right? the 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 Nets have a center. in they have a. They have DJ and nobody really backing them up. KD at the five, right? They're gonna. They're, it's it's not like that concerning to me in the conference that they're not going to be able to play up. And by the way, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Lakers are going to get out of the West. Yeah, they're the favorites, uh, but they don't know that. And you can't plan for a team in the other conference when the teams in your conference are also good. So, like, that's kind of my thing on that. Like, I get I that, but who
1: do, feel, who do you feel in the West could actually take out the Lakers in the playoffs, though?
2: The Clip- We're 11 games into this. Clippers are really, really good. No, who knows? We don't, you know, we don't. we don't know. We don't know, and again, like they don't have this kind of flexibility to like and, and the luxury of adding guys like you know, like you said, Christian Wood. Like they can't get Christian Wood. Like they can't get. There's nobody that they can get that's gonna guard AD and LeBron. You have LeBron. Jimmy and Bam. Figure it out. Make it work. Win on the margins. That's how you do it. You have what you have. You have Jimmy Butler. You have Bam Adebayo, and you fill it around them. They they don't have. Trove of assets that they can get Whatever they want they're not the they're not the Thunder they're not the Pelicans Right they have as clutch said They have limited draft equity and they're kind of At the mercy of a protection of an Oklahoma City pick like they got to do what they Can and if the answer is trading for Rudy And you go really small and you try To leverage your offense to be like Super super elite and you're just like We're gonna fling threes and go to the rim and that's What you got to do and they have A good enough coach to make it work but I, I can't Be worried about what the Lakers do
7: those those warrior teams, by the way, had Draymond Green at center. So and rebounding, I think they were league average rebounding, and they were top ten de- defense consistently.
4: Well.
2: Right. So you, that's not a problem. You audit that by shooting. Because if you're kill, if you're shooting like as a team, like one point possession on threes or whatever, one point three points per, you know, you're leveraging anything you give up on the offensive glass. You know, you're you're kind of balancing that because you're scoring at a higher rate than whatever offensive rebounds are you're giving up. So that's kind of how you make yeah. the math work in your favor.
1: But I think but it, with with the Warriors team, with having Draymond playing five, you could afford to do that when you have Stephen and Clay and KD.
2: Oh, agreed. Totally agreed. They don't have the Warriors, but they also right. don't have the luxury of you know, kind of uh, a pick your a choose your own adventure on who to fill out the four and five, right? Like there's a limited acquisition market and they don't have a lot of assets that they can give up. So it's like, there's going to be no solution. That's going to make everyone happy. You just got to do what's going to make you the most competitive.
7: The best, the best way to describe this heat offense is a mix between the Spurs and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to describe it. And it, it you can't, Okay, they have a lot of Warriors things mixed in. That's why Steve Kerr says repeatedly that he loves to watch the Heat because they have a lot of the same similar plays and the same me. sets. Excuse me. Steve Kerr used Spoh sets. Spoh's reclaimed. No, no, Boston. no. No, 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 no. Steve Kerr is the one that let Steph Curry and Klay Thompson run free and run wild and run mm-hmm. those sets to perfection. Spo is reusing those sets with Duncan. No, yep, that's but it.
2: The way so the ways that they would get them open that that pistol action, okay, the yeah, dribble handoff course. thing that's Eric, right? Those pin downs to handoffs that's Eric. The horns with your guard screening as bigs that's Eric. That don't they they don't run the the Clay Steph Clay elevator stuff, but I mean, like th- that was us, that was a Steve Kerr original, but like for the most part, like all these sets where your guards are bigs. And your bigs are guards, and kind of having a wing screen at pistol, right? And, and kind of flipping that into handoff stuff. That's all big three offense, right? Now what yeah. Eric's done really do the handoff stuff to the nth degree because they don't have an elite high pick and roll player. I mean, they have Jimmy, but he's not LeBron or Dwayne, right? So, but that's but the Eric's one thing about. they.
7: The one thing they can't seem to figure out is how to do the moving screen without getting it
2: called. Hey, you know? Listen, Draymond and KG—that's a Draymond KG special.
1: Look, our number one game, Draymond literally ran. I forgot what he player up the court on a moving screen. <laughs> like, literally moved him up. And the ref was watching. I was pissed. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how. To, well, we know how they got away with it. But, yeah, that was amazing. So, are we good now with the they don't
7: really, like, a rebounder is, like, sure, they can use one. But it's not.
3: Necessary?
1: Yeah, I agree. That makes more sense because yeah, there's one voice I, I want to hear it. on this. You want to hear me say it? And I mean, I de- hear honestly, this is what it, this is what it comes down. Depending <laughs> on who we get to fill that void, a rebounder may not be necessary. But Woo! if we can't get those type of players, a rebound definitely going to a rebounder is definitely going to be necessary because okay. we have to find a way to ge- generate more attempts. And if we're not rebounding the way that we're supposed to, especially limiting offensive rebounds, which is, which is an issue, we we're horrible. No, they've
2: been good at that. That's what I'm saying. They're middle of the pack at defensive rebounding, so they're they're limiting offensive rebound attempts. I checked
1: yesterday we were 27 on defensive rebound.
2: No, I well you have to check per 100 possessions because the heat play, the the pace stuff matters. Oh, okay. So like pace adjusted, they're 14. Okay,
1: defensive cool. Yeah, just flat off, they had us at 27. But, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, that, 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 same, that, that was the same thing with the turnovers too because their aggregate turnover numbers uh, were weird, but if you pace adjust them, they're the worst in the league because they turn the ball over so much despite playing at a weird pace. So if,
7: if if Bam didn't handle the ball as much as he does, their league average at worst uh, in
2: turnovers. Well, Bam's really the, the turnover stuff with Bam has really gone down too because in the beginning of the season, he was turning the ball over. Well, he still averaging, over.
1: Isn't he averaging three. what? 3.8? 3. 3.8 turnovers, turnovers
2: again? 3.2. Last season, he 3.2. was at 2.8. And Tyler is 2.8. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that they're going to – that's not I'm not worried about. It. I think that's going to – we talked about that earlier. That's going to get corrected with Jimmy kind of taking more of the ball handling and all that. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not too worried.
1: This I'm not team too worried. relies way too much on Jimmy. They need more.
2: They do. I agree. But this is what they got. <laughs> they they really do. Yeah. I mean
1: – And we can thank about it.
2: They're outscored, I think, when Jimmy's on the floor. I think that they're losing the Jimmy minutes. I'll double check right now. They are. Uh, Just say the team sucks. They're, plus, they they're plus two. They're plus two with Jimmy on. So now, not great. They're they're
4: certainly winning <laughs> those minutes.
1: Yeah, they they don't they not they don't suck. We we are we're like at a mediocre state right now, but it's still early. It's still early. We've had guys out, it's... so I can understand that. Uh, I can make more of a. More of a uh, assessment on the team when we're about thirty games in.
7: I think that's I fair. disagree with you guys. I know I disagree.
1: What do you disagree? I,
7: with? I mean, I, I agree that we should give the team a benefit of the doubt because they were a finals team right. just three three months ago. But here's my issue: I'm looking at the standings right now, the East and the West, and you could tell that the standings are already being formed. Right in the East, let me just read you the first five. Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Pacers, Nets, right? They're already being formed. And then you have Heat at 12. In the West, you have Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Suns, Blazers, Spurs, Mavs, right? Those are all the teams you expected to be in the playoffs in the West and in the East. Okay, there's only a few teams that are outside the playoff race that really should be in. Like the Nuggets are right now at 11, right? and the heater at 12 but you can tell that the standings and the positioning of teams You missed are the team conformed. No 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 I didn't miss anyone and then <laughs>
4: <laughs> So
7: like this is this is a real concern for me okay the teams are already being positioned and I don't want to use the excuse that the heat just came off of a finals they're tired they need time when the Lakers are sitting with the best record in the league at 11 and 3 The Lakers haven't caught the plague I don't, I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? The, the clutch, Heat, clutch, three best players I'll, I'll, missed a week of games. They were trying I'm to be positive. I'm,
1: I'm trying to be nice.
7: They missed two games.
4: Clutch, Jimmy's missed more nice. than two games.
1: All right, court. Jimmy's, on, Jimmy's on, missed more than two games.
0: Yo, I love I'm this tried tried to right be now. Nice. Five reasons versus Miami. With the
1: you know with the positive group, but you know what? I'm with you, Clutch. <laughs> Get <Forget> these guys. <laughs> look, you, look. Look, Look,
7: all guys. right, Jimmy. This Jimmy's team, missed what, how team many
4: teams? games? <laughs> uh, I think four <laughs> or five. Oh.
7: Jimmy's missed four or five. Okay, I bet you they don't win that Pistons game with Jimmy on the floor. Woo! I do so
2: wrong. Well, remember, Adam? These people missed a week of fuck. This week of I freaking don't time. Care? I don't. But care. you can't expect you to drop Gorn. Like these people didn't play. Oh. do any activity in a week. And they, G, but what about – Well, they can do
1: activities James, at the home if they want to. I mean, look yeah, at KU. Hold on,
7: hold on, hold on. Hold on. James Harden was at the strip club the night before and he dropped a 40-pointer.
1: Are you comparing Important. James Harden
7: to Goron? Come on, that's not fair. No. no, I'm comparing him to
2: Bam and all these other guys that you're saying. Bam played it's fine, but Jimmy missed of- time. Goron scoring. And then like, you can't ex- – I mean, like I said, th- th- there's not, can, not a lot of – there's not a lot of excuse for the piston loss. That that's fine. I mean, whatever. I mean, they've had they've had a couple weird losses. They also beat the Bucks uh, quite handily. No, that was a pride thing.
4: That that, was a pride that thing. Celtic game. That
2: that Celtic game was a coin flip. And again, like Jimmy on the yes, on the bad wheel. Jimmy on the bad wheel. Like let us be honest. They're like I I understand the concern. I'm not like saying it's all hunky dory and they're gonna be fine. But like they caught the plague. Jimmy's ankle's been bad uh and you know they're, they're tyler has not shot the ball well which i imagine that that's going to correct itself i mean he was shooting 28 percent a couple of days ago like obviously that's not who he is and and the the pull-up numbers and the free throw shooting would suggest that he's going to be fine it's just been a bit of bad luck so but i agree with tyler,
1: you what if tyler hit the same uh wall that none
2: hit yeah but like His pull-up, like... Oh, they're they're different players. The mid-range jumper looks good. I mean, he's shooting 50% on mid-range pull-ups, which is, like, elite. And on pull-up threes, you know, even like, he's just shooting, like, 20%. That's just bad luck. And the free-throw shooting is really good for him. Even, you know, whatever. It's almost at 80%. Worried about him because every other indicator on the floor... Yeah, it's good. Every other indicator on the floor would suggest that you know, he's going to correct that three-point shooting and he's just a cold spell, which happens. Uh, yeah. I have no concern with Tyler Hero. Yeah, he's going to be fine. But, like, they're, they've they looked bad at him, right? And I think the defense has been an issue and I think the turnovers have been an issue. But I think a lot of that's corrected by Jimmy. And while I don't think that they're a top-five seed, I think that they're about 500 if they've been healthy and then don't catch yeah. the plague. That, that's kind of my Ooh. thing.
7: Oh, I disagree. You think I they're disagree. under 500? I think they're just under 500 and – Here's my other issue. You keep bringing up Jimmy Butler like he's the fix to all these problems, but I don't want Jimmy Butler to be the fix to all these but problems. This is what they have. This is what they have. I don't disagree with you, but their best player has missed time. Like, what do you want? Yeah, but in the long run, if you have Jimmy Butler fixing all of their problems now, playing 35 minutes a game, that's not going to help you in the playoffs. Adam, they've, exactly. played, seven different I'd rather... line...
2: they've played seven different starting lineups. Like, they're, they've been a mess. I'd...
7: Look, I'd rather they put Jimmy and Andre in bubble wrap and Goron, and then don't touch him and figure out what to do with this lineup now to get in the playoffs. Remember, I agree.
1: But they hey, started – Didn't the Pacers lose their best player last season? Didn't they lose a the bonus? They lost TJ Warren in their 8-5. and five.
7: TJ Warren's not that good. It, he's, he fits what, what they're talking trying about to he's do. He's not
1: that good. He's not that good.
7: No, he, no he, he isn't that good. But he fits what they're trying to do.
1: Right. He's good for them. He's okay. I wouldn't say that. He's he's okay. But I wouldn't say that. Regardless, I'm, saying, I'm not making I'm excuses saying. for them.
2: I I they have underperformed, and there's no excuse for their underperformance. They've looked bad on defense. Their offense has looked in disarray, partly because of the bad shooting from Tyler and everything. And there's no excuse. They've looked bad, underperformed, and even if they're five, even if all go, even if they don't catch the plague and everything. Even if they're 500, as I say, 500 is 100% underperforming through 12 games. It's just it's right. underperforming. There's no excuse. They need to make a trade. I'm with you. They they need to do something.
7: And, and not only that, but they're one loss away. One Pistons loss away from being tied or almost tied for the worst record in the East with teams that are hunting for Cade Cunningham like the Raptors.
2: They're not stop it. They're the Raptors are going to be fine. The Raptors, <laughs> by the way, have a better point differential than the Heat this year. Uh,
1: right, and I mean, and if we suck, who's going to want our bombs?
2: There, there's only one bum. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's a there's, few
1: bombs on our team.
2: There's one in particular that I hope uh, we never see again.
1: I know y'all talking about Kendrick Nunn, but y'all can't. I don't want to him call him a bum. I don't
2: like calling human beings bums, and and there are there's a. Oh, uh, we can call them No, no, no. If nah, they wear the t-shirt, I, we can call them that. They're bums. I don't. I don't want to. I mean, hold on. Uh, I care very much about our house <laughs> society, and you know, our state has failed them. And uh, okay, but,
1: I, I understand for your for your uh, your journal your journal situation, you can't call yeah, them a bum. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm not part of any organization. Yeah, you're not part of an institution. I I'm gonna call him a bum. Bum, bum, bum. I don't, bum. I don't have. And we got a few. Of them.
0: I don't. I don't have. Sorry about the um disconnection, but we're back. So, without further ado, let's recontinue the convo.
1: So, like I was saying, bum. <laughs> we call him bums. I'm gonna call him a bum. His mom called him bum. I'm gonna name him bum. All right. If you a bum, I'm gonna call you out.
2: Fair.
1: Kendrick Nunn is a bum.
2: I won't say it. Uh, that was you said it for the record.
1: I'm
7: I'm I'm saying that about his basketball ability. Nothing else. Yeah, All right. Nothing. Oh,
1: yeah. Though. We're not talking about his character. It's probably a great guy. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I was close to buying a. I'm,
2: I'm comfortable saying no on that one.
1: Don't don't start. Don't start. We don't know the situation. All we know is he pled guilty, and we <laughs> so, so, so we do
7: know a, the situation. Co- a couple. don't. I, mean, I, I don't.
2: I, don't, I don't feel like. Can't start the sentence was I'm sure he's a great guy and <laughs> let's say I've seen plenty guilty to domestic hey, violence.
6: We all we
1: all make mistakes. That could have been us. Anybody in the that's, heat of no 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 no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 That That could not, not have been us.
1: No, it's no, a no, possibility
2: no. There's that, there's there's mistakes and then there's I, that. That's I, let not
1: Okay, we're not going we're not gonna treat, going like going. treat Kendrick like the all We're not gonna treat Kendrick Nunn like he's R. Kelly. I refuse to R. Kelly him. That was one time. Okay. R. Kelly got caught multiple times. Not I only caught
2: one I time. I don't care. I, I, don't, care. I, I don't care. I'm sorry. It's one just, cup let, of water.
1: Let's not get, let's one not cup, cup of water with ice no. in it and a shot.
2: No, it was. It was. Uh, the details are a little a little more nuanced than that. But I, like I said, we, we don't have oh, to get. So what, into he
1: cobra. He, Br- he Br- cobra Oh my god. He
2: uh,
0: did
2: he cobra. There was a uh, there was an alleged punch and headbutt. And the so, water so and... what do
7: we what do we think about depot? <laughs> Yeah, Depot?
2: Uh, we're in reruns again. We're in, we're in reruns. We've done the depot thing. Well, so okay. did,
1: has Depot ever punched a uh, headbutt and punched? Oh my woman?
2: god.
3: I don't know, Is but it, a, Avery Bradley. Brother, has brother. Avery, what the... Told him back.
4: Avery.
7: Avery. Have we talked about Ken uh, Kevin Porter Jr.?
4: Yes. Let's
1: talk about him. We talked he, about him a little bit. He so also has some past. <laughs> uh. <laughs> look if they could do
7: a, a Kevin Porter Jr. trade for Kendrick Nunn I, I'm for it
1: mm-hmm. I'll take him in a heartbeat I think that you know he would definitely be uh, a huge piece of this Miami Heat team and well, uh, not, you a, know, not
7: a huge piece I don't think they would I don't think the Heat would I do think it, he but.
1: could be a huge piece under Spo. in our development system I think he could be I, I think he could be something
2: you know who yeah, I like I, more than him, um, and kind of I want to kind of get Adam's thoughts on this about kind of how realistic this would be. Uh, what do you think about Larry Nance?
7: I don't, I don't think it's realistic because of the contract and because the Heat don't have that extra asset that would sweeten
2: a deal. He's, but he's it's a good, good fit. He's yeah. he'd be he'd be perfect for them. Yeah, August but here year.
7: here's the thing. Here's the thing I wanted I was sort of alluding to earlier that this year I don't I think the price for players is higher than in past years yes. because this deadline is on a shorter season and when it's a shorter season that means there are teams that are still in the mix for playoff spots that in other years they normally wouldn't be. So the cost for those fringe players that can make certain playoff contenders contenders the the cost for those players are going to be much higher so for heat fans that think okay this team is not in the playoffs and this roster or this player that they have will easily make our team better it's it's not that you know simple those teams won't want to give off those players that easily if they feel like they can make the playoffs and when the season's shorter I just think it's going to be that much harder
2: I mean we're not like right. I mentioned earlier. I mean, we're not too far removed from um Terrence Ross fetching two first round picks.
7: We're we're also gonna see PJ Tucker on the Celtics soon.
4: Ooh.
2: But the, I don't Mariners. I don't think right now they don't own anyone, they don't have anyone else's picks, they only have their own, right?
7: Yeah, but the Celtics have no excuse to not get a trade done for PJ you know, Tucker.
2: You know, we'll we'll find out how Danny Ainge was close to getting PJ Tucker. I promise you.
7: They're gonna get him, I think. Uh,
4: there um, <laughs> really, there's no
7: reason for them not to.
2: I don't think. I don't. I don't think that's really the area of, of need for them because you're playing Jalen and Jason at the four and the five, at the four, at the three but and the four. Will be,
1: so. But he would be um, great off the bench for them too.
7: Yeah, that's the thing. You can get a whole new bench with that uh, trade exception they have.
2: I think yep. that they. Uh, quit. I think they need kind uh, of some ball handling juice off the bench rather than kind of a spot up shooter type thing.
0: a okay, quick thing I just want to bring up. So we got another quick guest to come in. We got chef Trilly about to hop in real soon. So I want to see if by any chance, like he wants to continue a convo with you clutch and you Johnny real quick. I'll, I'll
2: talk, I'll talk to chef. I'll talk to Trilly for two minutes. I got, listen, I got, I got to go on a run. Okay. I, I, have, to, I have to work out before the game or whatever the hell they're going to do. So I'll, I, I'll, I also
7: want to say, I want to say this is the weirdest group
0: of people. It's so strange.
2: i <laughs> <laughs> So right,
0: so, if anyone can hop out for a quick second and then like hop back in once, I guess Gianni leaves.
2: Yeah, to get my up. life. Back. Let me say something. I gained. I've got. I gained COVID weight. It's been a struggle. I gotta go out and run. I gotta get. I gotta get my pre-COVID body back. I was under 200 oh, pounds. Yeah. I was so happy. COVID did a number on me. Let me tell you.
1: Are you doing are you using resistant
2: bands? Nah, I, I do fitness. You I'm do just resistance
1: running. Bands. I'm running okay, right now.
2: Okay, but
1: you can get you some resistance bands and some door anchors, and you can work out from home. You'll never have to go to another gym again. Trust me. I have
2: weights. I, I, I have a, I have weights and a bench, which I like. Um, but yeah, I want to do I I have been wanting to kind of have resistance to kind of widen the spectrum of my, my exercises. Yeah, resistance so, training is a
3: bit.
1: So who, who's leaving? I mean I can leave, or who who said
3: they wanted to leave? Yeah, I don't mind. Can you guys hear me? Okay. I don't mind dipping. Uh
0: yeah, I can hear you, Jonathan. All right.
3: So uh, yeah, just uh I'll hop back on whenever you guys need, or maybe I might go do my, my own thing real quick, depending if you guys want to stay on. Uh, all right. Uh, my man. Take it easy, guys. Uh, all right, thank all you. you. Thanks yeah, for having awesome.
2: me on. I gotta talk to Austin for a second. Austin's <laughs> my guy, dude.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah. so keep on talking while I try to get him in.
1: All right.
2: Can we, can we talk about resistance training?
1: Yeah, we could definitely. Like, uh, this is a guy that I follow. Uh, his name is, I believe, Michael Rosa, uh, something like that. Uh, his brother is actually a UFC fighter. But um, I wanted to get into resistance training, especially because, you know, the gym shut down. And I was like, you know what? I need to get my workout on. And my brother does fitness training as well so he was like you just need to get you some resistance bands and i wasn't listening to him because i was like you know what are, What are bands gonna do for me like, they're not gonna do nothing and then i did the research about it found out how great they are they're really good on your muscles too so it, it pre- prevents you know like the kind of tears especially when you get older in age the tears that you might come across so i've been doing resistance training i mean it's incredible my, my chest is widening out my shoulders are bigger uh, you, you burn a lot of calories doing it, and you know, you're using your own body weight plus whatever bands you, you're working with. So, sometimes I'm working with like 100 pounds of resistance plus my own body weight, and it's amazing.
2: I think, I think I might give that. I mean, I think for me, the big issue with weights is I, have, I only have a couple and I have plates, so it's a lot of screwing and unscrewing, and it just, it's just exactly. kind of yeah, I don't
1: like it. I, yeah, that's why with me, I got the resistance bands, like you can get them on Amazon, I think for like 30 bucks. And then I went ahead and got three door anchors because like you i don't i'm I'm kind of lazy when it comes to that so I have one door anchor at high, one at mid and then one at the lower so I just changed the bands from range uh I do about six uh with the guy the guy that I follow he does six exercises of fifteen I do six uh six exercises of thirty uh reps so um, it's good I love it yeah
2: I, I I gotta get on that. I mean, I'm I'm running. I mean, I used to run I mean, before COVID. I was running like five miles. I don't like running oh, okay. outside. It's like it's it's tough on my knees. I don't like the concrete. I, I've always liked <laughs> treadmill running. I'm weird that way. I've, it, it just feels better on my body. Um, but I've I've gained a bit like, of weight. So I like
4: ellipticals.
1: I'm an elliptical type person.
2: I, you know, I never I never liked I never liked. <laughs> Is that Austin? Austin, are you five reasons to beat?
1: Yo, we're good. <laughs>
2: What's up, man?
8: Chilling, chilling.
2: How's, how's it? going, bro?
8: Nothing. Just was watching this um one night in Miami movie. That Malcolm X
2: movie. I haven't seen that. Yo, Adam's, Very fitting. Uh, Adam's been slandering me, yo. Adam's been Adam's been mean to me.
7: Hey, hey, I'm with you on some things, but I'm also against you. Doesn't yeah. like any yeah. of, of things the, the majority of things that I think. Are very similar to what Austin thinks. I think because in, in yeah, you both
2: you both love little Zach Levine. You know, I just I just want a little Otto Porter Jr. I'm not asking for a lot in my life. You know, so, maybe a little sprinkle of Thad young. I just want a power forward that can defend and switch. I'm not asking for a lot here.
1: i would rather have Zach. Nah,
2: man. I know. I rather have-
8: have Zach. I'm not I'm not gonna hold you like I use I used to hate Zach Levine because. There was people that was saying he was better than Wiggins, and like I was holding on to that rope, and then <laughs> I finally, I finally let go. Like it's like he's way better than Wiggins now, so like I'm a fan now.
2: That's your son, dude. Oh, your son's playing well.
8: Yeah, defensively, but he's still inefficient.
2: Nah, but he has a little. He has a little uh, inside-out pull-up. Huh? I, I, I'm watching. I see it. I see the vision. Yeah,
8: he's been working with Chris Johnson. Dway put him on the map.
2: Yeah.
1: But nah, I'm uh yeah. I'm gonna miss you on the thad i I'm gonna miss <laughs> you on the on that other guy that you named. I'm not gonna I say his order. name. No, I'm not gonna say his name. Um, <laughs> I don't,
2: I don't you know could, who you're talking
1: about.
8: Did Did you guys mention Larry Nance?
1: Yeah, I did. we talked about Larry Nance.
2: Adam Adam but, told me no. Adam
1: said yeah, like the sweetener to even get that done, and I agree. Yeah,
8: Wiggins there, there is no Wiggins averaging
2: 18 a game. Good for him. Who? Wiggins averaging 18 a game.
8: Oh, yeah. He's in a perfect row. Like, if Clay was there, like, he would have probably been more efficient because right now he's the yeah.
2: second option. I mean, his free throw rate's really good. I mean, he's 74% from the line. It's good.
8: Mm, he's still he, not better than Zach Levine, though.
1: Well, what's, what's Kelly over there doing?
8: Oh, <laughs> Kelly's basically, like, a GQ model Kendrick Nunn.
1: Dang!
2: <laughs> no, it's he's a little better than Kendrick.
1: Kendrick's bad uh, better at what throwing cups Kendrick. of water,
2: Jesus Christ,
1: Headbutts? equal left and right. I'm not saying
2: anything. Who
1: are we talking
8: about? Kelly or, or Kendrick? Kendrick. I'll talk about Kendrick right now. Oh, there's nothing Kendrick does well in the basketball court.
1: You know, you know, um, literally like literally like Kendrick had it. everything like 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 the, the the beginning of last season was amazing. Like the kid came out of nowhere. He was balling. He hit the rookie wall. He he showed like he was going to come back from it. Then he got covid. And then that was it. Like the covid still his talents. <laughs>
8: Honestly, like I'm I'm not I'm not feeling that on um, that COVID excuse because like even before that, like he only balled out against lottery teams. Like whenever he played a playoff team, like he just straight up folded. Except for that game against Philly.
2: Truly, like was I was a... um on the podcast yesterday, we were kind of kind of going through that and we were going month by month. And like really when like it got to late February, or even before all the COVID stuff, I mean his numbers started to decline. I think his game kind of is tied to how well he's shooting that pull up. Like, yeah, because he, he has the pull up whenever he wants, he's quick enough and he has it in his bag. But, like, around February, late February, that really started to go away. He was shooting like like high 30s. Um, and then this exactly. year it's been like a catastrophe. I think you're shooting like 20 percent on pull up. i
1: will tell you what messed up Kendrick Nunn game. Yes, Jules, she messed up his game. Who? Yes, Jules, <laughs> yes, Jules, she uh, messed up his game, you know, Bron OB.
8: I'm
1: not he getting did. in on. This no, he didn't, he didn't beat up <laughs> yes, Jules, but yes, she was. He was messing with some yes Jules. Oh, now, see, goodness. you know, I got the I got the music side. You know, music is is my lane. You know, that's why I pay attention to. That's where I'm inside of. You know, I, I got a lot of contacts inside of the music industry, and uh, yes, Jules. You know, is well, I, I caught her. You know, a few times in that man's comments. So I'm pretty sure the DMs was popping. Adam,
2: very professional, right, Adam?
7: Uh, I can't say anything.
2: We have uh, we have people to answer to.
8: See, this is this is why I cannot sign with one of these Miami outlets because I cannot remain uh, professional.
2: Austin, Can you, I you have... know me. Austin, a long time ago, I Trilly. I was like, man, I love Trilly, but like, look at the timeline. I was like, that's you think Trilly wants to <laughs> adhere rules? You think Trilly wants to come to institution? But we can't shackle the man.
8: Exactly. But maybe, maybe when I like get like a wife. And some kids <laughs> down. But that's like probably in fifteen years. So hopefully Twitter's around in fifteen years. <laughs>
7: you know
1: um, next thing.
7: Uh, I just wanna I wanted to take the time to call out Alex Toledo, who's uh, a part of Miami Heapy and Five Reasons, for a comment that he made, and I still remember this. He he messaged me back in May or no, back in June. And this is right before the Heat's first playoff game. He messaged me, Why mess with something that's working? And he advocated for Myers Leonard and Kendrick Nunn to continue starting in the playoffs. He used to do that Yay! to me too.
2: And I told him he was an idiot. And I said, Go, go, go tell Spo at the end of the day, you got to do this and that. But he, I was so out on that. He came, he did a playoff preview. And he's like, They should start none. And Myers and Bam. He said that on air. That's there's, there's evidence. A Miami Heat Beat episode previewing the yep. playoffs. It was him, no, I, I believe and I. An and I'm like, I Alex, screenshotted what? that message. Alex Start is one
1: of what were like, they going through? What do what happened? Well starting for what? What were they gonna <laughs> do?
2: Exactly. Adam, and I think you know that like Alex is one of the smartest people, like when Alex is in the locker room. In terms of X's and O's, he's the he's the person on the media side who knows the most, right? Like, mm-hmm. not to take anything away from any of those other guys who do great reporting work, but in terms of like the on like court product, Alex knows a lot. So it surprised me how dumb that take was.
8: It was yeah. Cool, eh? I mean, we we all have misses.
2: Oh, I uh, listen. I all I do is miss. I had a miss this morning. and I changed my mind ten minutes later.
7: Why you looked at the contract?
2: No. I... I was just like, I was like, what was they thinking? I said, I tweeted, uh, I know we slander AG, but he fixes almost every problem Miami has, and if the deal here, they have to get it done. Okay, and then yeah, but you could
7: have you could have said the same thing about Jay Crowder after looking at his numbers.
8: AG will he would definitely fit here. Like that he wasn't a bad thing.
2: He can't shoot though. That's the thing.
8: He neither could Jay Crowder. Yeah, he's streaky. Maybe Rob Fedor can get the best out of him. Whatever his Thank- name is.
2: Uh, truly, yeah. like my thing with with Harkless was Miami has runs a lot of motion in their offense. So like unlike teams like Portland or teams like Houston, for example, that they kind of park guys in the corner and on the wings, and they kind of operate like on a north south pick and roll type thing. They he yeah. have a lot of off ball screening and ball move, like and player movement. So if Harkless is screening right, so if they're running some sort of baseline cut or if they're kind of coming out of a pin down or pistol, and you have Harkless screen and then kind of move, you kind of I figured theoretically. Well, you know, and catches the ball in rhythm. That's gonna help his shaky shooting. I know I was dead wrong, but like that's kind of my thought process on why they get most out of these guys. Like they kind of shot doctor them a little bit, but it's because they're always moving and they're not just like kind of standing there waiting. That I feel like that helps them.
8: Yeah, Um, I see what you're saying.
2: But I don't know. I mean, it didn't work with with Harkless, so I was probably I probably overthought it. But
7: I don't. I don't mean to go off topic. Go ahead. I don't. I don't mean to go off topic about this, but I I just want to before everyone leaves. I want to hear Trilly and and these rants that he's been going off on for the past few days. About what? You've been going on like three or four rants a day, and I just want to know more about what what's going on with that about Tyler Hero. Ah, that's what
1: I am about to say. I get him.
7: I've I've been tweeted about Tyler Hero in a long time. Yeah,
1: that's
8: you did. What did I tweet about him?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: I, you've been going at it's either you've been going at people who,
8: no,
1: who
7: love Tyler Hero or or you're going at someone. I don't no,
1: know. No, 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 this. no, no, no. He has something to say now nah, because uh uh Harden. This was after Harden's uh Mets debut triple double. You know, balling out his mind, and somebody has something to say, and Trilly subtweeted that man and said something about Tyler Hero. What Jack
8: Carlo? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a I, I Honestly, like I'm very confused right now. I don't know, like what's nah, up?
1: Now you had something to say about Hero because I remember I retweeted it. I I agree with
2: you. Can you like, refresh even, my memory? Like, I Austin, like I don't, I don't even think you hate Hero. I just think you hate like the overvaluing around him. Yes, exactly. I hate
8: his fans. Like I definitely hate his fans. Like he's it's he's like a Justice cool Trump dude. He's if a really I, good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Like if I if I had the chance to like hang out with anyone from the heat, I'll definitely hang out with Tyler Hill because he's a cool ass dude.
1: Except for when he like, put on that do rag. What he yeah, put except, on that do
8: Except for that and the braids. Like, that's the that's yeah. kind that's kind of corny. But in that like he's Tyler, a
2: cool no. Dude. Tyler, you're not allowed to take him off.
1: Yeah, you got yeah, you can't hang with me with them on.
8: And the funny it's part like, of it is like there's like fifty year old single dads tell me like how should I feel about that like I'm a, I'm like a twenty year old black kid like there was this one time like I applied for a job at Chili's and this dude said he wouldn't hire me because of my hair like what shit so, yeah shit like that so like I don't what? I don't get like why people was like attacking me for like saying how I felt about that
1: that's but, really true like one of my homeboys actually had to cut his dreads before he got a job. They told exactly. me, "Well, how are you? But you got to cut your drafts.
8: Exactly.
2: I had um a, a friend of mine work somewhere and I was talking to the the to kind of one of the bosses and he was like, "Uh, I just interviewed this girl and, you know, she I she, you know, her hair was unkempt, so I don't know if I want to give her the job." And again, I I don't it wasn't a, a black woman or anything, but I'm just like, "Man, that I can see how that translates to other things and it's just like it's it's just Yo, such a I ridiculous know- Hiring practice and it's like what what are you even what are we even doing? Exactly. Well, what
1: happened though? The crazy part about that though is like, you know, me and my boy, we worked the same job, but yet they let a white dude walk up in there with the Mohawk. So, you know. Oh, dreads are different. It's offensive, but but Mohawk is cool, especially with colors. All right. There's
8: a, grown-ass, There's a grown ass man, yeah, man with the Mohawk.
1: Yeah, there was a grown ass man with a Mohawk. No, no, this was in twenty one. Put- this is this was back in uh, 2013, 14.
8: Oh, that's when Mohawk was that- popping.
1: <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, you want to let my homeboy cut his dress, but he can keep the Mohawk though. Gotcha. Speaking
7: speaking of Harkless, uh Austin, <laughs> you, can, you can attest to this. The very first time we saw him play in a preseason game, w- didn't I message you? He has an awkward Hassan-esque feel to him.
8: Yeah, he did say that.
7: I did. So I just wanted to say I was the first to to feel that something was wrong with him. At least well, Hassan you know... had
2: funny. News. That's true. Like you know, we we got listen. We got a lot of mileage out of Hassan running around in the circle in the locker room.
4: <laughs> <Shorty>. <laughs> you
2: know, I, I love so I covered a Heat Raptors game in which the Heat got blown out uh, last year or the year before. I don't remember and. I go into the no, Hassan was still here, so it was two years ago. I go into the locker room and I was actually working on a story about Hassan and about uh, kind of their rebound rate, oddly enough, to kind of tie it back to everything we've been talking about. How Hassan was a really good rebounder in traffic, and uh, despite being one of the worst, like he had the fewest outs in the, the rebound percentage, was really high, and I thought that was interesting. So I went to go talk to him, so I, I was kind of waiting for him to come out, talk to Goran, I talked to Josh. I go to Hassan, and Hassan is like all surly, right? Like, Hassan is not happy in general, especially not after losses. He's just like, he's just as generally surly. And I was like, hey, Hassan, I go, do you have a second? And he's kind of mumbling, looking down. Like, and I go, I kind of want to talk to you about how good you are as a rebounder. Dude perks up. He's like, oh, we're talking about how dope I am. Let's go. And he was ready to talk. <laughs> I was like, are you, are you serious? Come on, man.
1: You want to know why? Because you treated him like Fiji water. Me, you know not me.
2: I'm, no, listen. I was one of the few people that like liked Hassan and I defended him.
1: I I, I was one of those. I ain't even go in front and say that I wasn't when I'm, when, I'm he was, gonna... when he was balling. He was he was uh, putting together the triple doubles with blocks. Oh yeah, I was a huge Hassan Whiteside advocate. But then as soon as he got lazy and then I saw Bam's motor, I was like, okay, I can see why people want him out of here.
2: I mean, like I I my thing on Hassan was consistent. I was like serviceable basketball player i think like late in games there's an issue because he can't switch and he you know they have to drop too much and pick and roll because partly because their guards were bad on defense so like i think not all of that's his fault but and i did think that i think offensively like he was pretty limited and he didn't roll and screen hard enough like i think that's self-documented but like in general like i thought he was a good player they would win they were winning minutes when he was on the floor i didn't think he deserved a lot of like the hate i think that he didn't fall in line with the organization the way people kind of like people to fall in line with the organization, and I felt that was a little unfair to him. I, I also like... here
1: is my Look. question: Was Hassan? Maybe y'all, maybe one of y'all, be able to answer this. Was Hassan gonna be out of there anyways? Because remember the first trade that would happen, it was supposed to be Goran and, D- and Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah, it, it was gone, and they fought, it, it was so gone anyways. Would... Okay, because that trade was, was gone for Jimmy.
7: He was gone before Jimmy committed.
1: Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, yeah but I,
8: want, I want to see half Jimmy half and her. Hassan on the same team, just for I
2: the wills. It was pretty documented. Didn't Dwayne and Hassan have a blow up in the locker room one day, or, or not even in the locker room? I think Dwayne was yelling at him like on the sideline, like. But
1: who wasn't um, yelling at him? We we saw Ud yell at him. We saw <laughs> we saw everybody yell at that man.
2: But like, I, I like I just I mean, I, I know that truly is funny with it and stuff. But like some people are like generally like really hostile toward him. And like, I didn't think that was fair either, because like, you know, he never got in trouble off the court. By all accounts, like, you know, I've talked to people that like know him personally, like he's like not a bad dude or anything. He's maybe like not great with the media, which also like doesn't help you because the media, you know, they are uh So and it's and him and Dion in particular. Like Dion's not an easy guy to talk to in the locker room. Dion's a bit of a mumbler. Dion's not like the cuddliest. Like Goron is great, right? Goron will sit there and Goron will talk to you and Goron will like you know. You ask Goron a question about like you know your pick and roll ball handling, like a like five seven minute answer. And Myers yeah. is the same. And Duncan's the same. Like when you in the locker room, you talk to these guys. the guys that are friendly with the media. Media tends to like. Right? I'm, I'm,
8: like no, I'm, I'm, noticing, I'm noticing a trend here. You said, "Oh yeah, on. No, listen,
2: <laughs> yeah." You said, "Yeah, yeah." I, I was about
7: this. I didn't want to say it. I was like, "You just named all the white
2: guys." I, like, you know, that was part of I mean, Josh was really good with that too. Like, Josh, Josh was my guy, and I, I talked to him a lot too. But like,
7: oh, so so now we're naming guys off the team. <laughs> I love Josh. Well, I mean, I, I
2: haven't covered this team. I, you know, I I don't work for Five Reasons anymore, so the Heat don't credential me. So it's it's been uh, it's uh w- way back, but. Just uh, guys like Hassan and Dion, who are just generally not very friendly, like to the media. It, it just and partly because they get slandered by the media, so it goes both ways. But why would y'all guys, even talk
1: to Myers? though? That's a better question. Why would we what? Why would y'all even talk to Myers? That's the that's a better question.
2: I don't I don't talk to Myers. I mean, I know good I don't, good. I don't don't I do, do that. I don't I don't have much interest in that. I mean, my guy. Whenever I would cover, it, would always be Josh. Like I would want to talk to.
1: Like, the what questions could you really ask Myers? Like, hey, so how are you enjoying the bench?
2: No, I mean, I, I think you can ask him, like, just general, like, defensive philosophy. Like, when we talked earlier about kind of their rim protecting and kind of the way they help off threes, You, can I mean, I, I, you can pull up to Myers and say, like, hey, like, is this something you guys work on or how can you do it? And he'll, like, he'll talk to you about it. Like, I'm not a Myers fan. I don't particularly like him on the court, and I don't really like the standing for the anthem stuff. But, you know, like, he'll give you kind of an answer that you – like, if you need quotes for a story, he will provide them. And partly that, and honestly, like that's kind of his job as a guy who doesn't play a lot. Like, hey, you talk for us. Like these dumb questions that we don't want to answer. Like, if you're not gonna play on the court, like at least do the stuff that we don't want to do. So uh, tell
1: Miami to give me 20 million. I'll talk for them every day. I'll talk for like (laughs) literally, uh, like 20 hours out of the 24 that I'm allowed. I'll talk to the media. Tell Miami, book it right now. Tell Miami, if they give me 20 million, 20 hours out of the day, I'm talking.
2: Draymond is the guy that first on the podium, like Draymond's the mouthpiece for that team. Like Steph doesn't do his talking. Like there's something for years as like a team need to see. Right. Like, and that's, you know, there are guys on the team that have those kind of roles, right? Like Bam's not a super vocal guy. Uh, Jimmy says some stuff, but you know, every team, every so team Draymond
1: has, their keep it all the way target with you though. That's, that's why they talk to Draymond. Draymond, love- keep it real.
2: Oh yeah. Draymond's the best. Shooter. I love that guy. Uh, and that guy always has accountability. Like when they have a bad loss last year, especially first guy up there before Steph, before anybody, it was Dre. Uh, and even when they were good, he would be the the guy there being accountable uh, and kind of like taking the heat for the other guys. Like I don't I don't know how much that translates to wins, but I'm sure it makes people like playing with you. What
1: do you think uh, at clutch? You think we could get Draymond in the Heat jersey?
7: I I was actually talking to I think was I talking to you, G, about this? Yeah. Yeah, I I think there's a shot that they could do it, but um, but the Warriors, what are they? Are they above 500 now? They are they, six. Okay, so if they start to fall off, then that becomes a possibility, I think. But G G doesn't think so.
2: I don't. I think they're good. I I think that the the teams right now, other than than Denver, kind of what you said earlier, that's kind of gonna be the playoff picture. I think San Antonio falls off a little bit. Which is why I'm concerned. But like that's in the West, in the East. Uh in the East, I'm don't sure matter. that might Miami,
1: better.
2: I mean he's gonna make the playoffs, guys. Let's like chill chill out. Oh no, no, yeah. They're gonna yeah, they're gonna make no, the playoffs. No, we're gonna end up like this
8: fifteen heat.
2: No, I don't even say that. Two thousand five heat.
8: Don't <laughs> miss the playoffs <laughs> for like a couple games.
1: Yep. Literally, we go. Yeah. We to We gonna tie with the. We gonna tie up with the AC, but they got the tiebreaker. But it. honestly,
8: like all jokes aside, I see us getting the sixth seed.
2: I agree. I think
1: four
2: or five. I think seven. Damn, no. Y'all really feel no, like Indiana's this,
8: out here this, being the seventh? The seventh
4: seed between is probably going to be
8: between Cleveland, ATL, Orlando, Charlotte, Chicago, and New York, and like we're better than all those teams for sure.
2: Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, New uh, Brooklyn. That's the top four. And, do you think Toronto?
8: Do you think Toronto makes it?
2: it? I like honestly, like they've had weird, what these close games. They make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, clutch! Have you watched them? I have. They, I, you know, I've watched. Them. I know that you're score watching. I don't know how close you're watching. Like they,
7: no, no, no. I'll be leading in Hawks the
2: fourth are- quarter and they just kind of blow it. I think that they've had a couple really close games that could have gone 50, 50 for them. Um, some Pascal just no, every,
7: some of them good every fun. game ends the same way every game. ends. Yeah, the but same eventually
2: way. that's going to flip. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're not getting bad looks. It's not like Pascal's pulling up and like throwing up a fadeaway. Like he's getting like a, an, like a decent free throw line jumper at the end of a game. Like you take,
7: no, that. no, no, he's exactly doing that. He's spinning into a mid, uh, He's literally spinning into jumpers. I got, I got a
8: hypothetical game. question for y'all. Would y'all trade Tyler here for Pascal Siakam?
2: Yeah. Yes, I would.
4: Yeah.
8: Okay.
2: I mean, pa- Pascal puts, gets, and he, like, he's a good spot-up shooter. Like, that's one thing you can't take away from him. He's a good spot-up shooter. Uh, so at the very worst, at the very least, he could spot up in a corner and attack a closeout while Jimmy and, and Bam kind of work. Uh,
8: I think but, a Pascal and Bam frontcourt will be insane like you know.
1: defensively yeah defensively, yeah. Like, yeah
2: defensively and offensively I'd OG, hey. I'd rather have OG and anobi just cuz contracts a little cheaper and I think he has a lot more upside defensively but like I don't think Toronto's going to move off either of those guys but Probably like not. adam I I don't I don't think that they're in danger I, I the, obviously like their record doesn't look good but again those losses have been kind of weird and I think pascal has kind of started to level off again like he's he's not like an elite like he's not going to be an all nba player this year and he's probably not going to be an all-star uh but i I think he's going to get back to being like a like a a very good like he's like he's averaging 19 percent field goals it's not the worst thing in the world right like he's a he's a top 30-ish
8: player
7: uh, yeah i agree with you i agree with you gianni i think that they're going to be fine i think pascal's going to be fine But I still think that Kyle Lowry is not going to finish the season with that. That I don't
2: know, and that's going to depend on 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 a lot of things and how much. There,
7: I March fifth, there will be a conversation between Kyle Lowry and um, what's his name, Masai. They're going to have a conversation March fifth about their both of their futures, and I believe they'll come away from that conversation with Kyle Lowry wanting out. Yep. Let, let's I think see. he's
8: either going to Miami, Philly, or LA, but the Clippers don't really have the assets for him.
2: It's it's Miami or Philly. I think Philly's, Philly's going to get him. I don't. I don't see Miami having the trades used to get him. What what do they have that Toronto would want? That's
7: that's fine. Look, look. If 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 Philly gets him, that's fine. That's one less team that gets Bradley Beal. <laughs> um,
2: that makes no sense to me to this day.
8: He only extended for one more year.
2: It's just weird. Why did do
8: do that? Oh. Even if he didn't extend, like we wouldn't have had the pieces to trade for him.
7: We we still don't have the pieces. He would have been. He would have been here. He would have been did. free agent.
1: I thought we did have the pieces to get him.
7: No, we don't. We don't have the pieces as long as Philly has Ben Simmons. No.
1: Nah. I I just want to
8: I I but, I got something to say. Like a month ago, I said Ben Simmons was better than Bam Adebayo. I'd like to apologize to all the Bam's <laughs> to all the. Yes, I said that to all the Bam stands what? out there. Okay. I, I, I apologize. Like Bam, I mean Ben has regressed like very badly, and I don't know what's going on. Like Bam is way better than Ben right now. Like it's not even close. I apologize.
1: that. Uh, and I would have at the beginning of the season, it would have been safe to make that to, uh, to make that uh, that that uh, that remark. But yeah.
8: Because I saw the way, like, Ben was playing last year without Embiid, and, like, he was basically, like, Giannis Light. And then last game without Embiid, like, he shot, what, three for nine from the floor? Like, that's not the same guy, so I don't know what
1: happened.
2: He, like, that you
1: know, three-point shooting, man. That three-point shooting was horrible. Man, he should not even attempt those. I mean, he just needs to go
2: back
1: to his game.
2: Like,
8: did did, if... you, did you guys see the um the summer league highlights that someone posted on the time the other day of Ben Simmons taking yeah. jumpers in the summer league? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Then.
2: Same thing that happened to Fultz.
4: Just I,
7: I I'll say this about the Philly market. I think that every player that goes to a Philadelphia-based team, there's something that goes wrong in their career health. Carson Wentz. Uh, like, I live in I live in Philly right now, and it's it's a menace. Every single team has had some sort of injury
2: curse, and it's ridiculous.
1: It's the For, damn bad. Y'all need to get rid of the
2: bad. The the thing with Ben, it's like I think people are like obsessed with him being a three point shooter, which like I don't really think he needs to be. A, yeah, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't need it. He
4: doesn't even take a pull,
2: yeah, that's, like, that's a pull an up. Yeah, like a pull up
8: two. Like like you don't. Go ahead. No, oh, you go. You go. Like the last game that we played against Phil, like he had Kelly Olynyk on him, and he was like refusing to drive, like. Are you the, the most athletic person on the court and you're refusing to drive against Kelly O'Lenick? Like I think it's a mental thing with him.
2: 100 percent And he's scared he of getting the free throw line. He's a bad free throw shooter. He doesn't like getting on the line. Like it's free throws. He's averaging like five free throws a game. Like that's inexcusable.
8: Yeah, for he's someone never... as athletic as him. He's never he averaging and a half.
1: It's gotta be a mental thing because you know everybody's been forcing him to be something that he's not. But you know, like when he played his game. You know, he's unstoppable. So it's like, it, it's got to be a mental thing. It's got to be what, you know, he's being told behind closed doors. And this is why Ben Simmons looks the way that he looks.
2: They, they did the same with Giannis. Like, everyone was fixated with Giannis as a three-point shooter. And I like what the Bucks did. Like, I don't think they particularly, like, forced him to do that. They're just like, play your game, do your thing. We'll help you get to your spots. I mean, obviously, like, end is an extreme. Because, like, Giannis will take a three. Like, Ben just, like, won, and it cripples your offense. And, like, you know, it's been talked about a lot. Like, in the Toronto series, you know, Ben just has to stand in the dunker spot. He has nowhere to be on the court because he's just not guarded. Uh, not the best off-ball mover. He's a good screener, but, like, that's about it. And, like, there's some redundancy with him and Joel. And, like, it's tough for him. But I just – I think that everyone's fixated on the the, the attempts from three and not – Kind of what Austin said, like kind of the, the free throws, kind of not taking dudes off the balance, like, was a lot.
1: Well, the I league is obsessed with everybody shooting threes. You know what I'm saying? They want they want threes to come out of every position in the NBA, and that's. I mean, if you're gifted to do that, fine, but don't you know? Don't deviate from your game.
2: He's such a good defender that, like, sometimes I, I guess in the regular season, it almost doesn't matter just because they will like terrorize you on defense and like they'll win games like that. And like they have a lot of weak links on defense. So I'm curious to see how that plays out for the season and the playoffs because what made them spe- – like, I don't think they're ever going to be an elite offensive team. It's going to be tough with, when you have, mm-hmm. like, a limiter like Ben. But you can at least count on their defense kind of carrying you. Uh, but without – you know, they used to be able to field five above average to elite defensive players, and they can't do that anymore, uh, kind of given the makeup of the roster. So kind of – that's the one thing I'm – that's why I'm, like, kind of – I'm Philly as a contender. Like, they're going to be a good regular season team they don't have to play road games uh, like real road games which is something that's also important cuz like they're just really bad on the road and like that kind of plays into the mentality stuff but
7: that yeah that's another bet i have with alex by the way he says first round exit i say not and we're going to we're going to soon have money on that i mean
2: it depends on who philly plays in the first round cuz like if they're playing i do think like if they if they draw the raptors for example like i'm mean, that's not a matchup they're going to want
8: you think they'll beat the Heat? The Sixers, no. I think I think they beat the Nets. Oh no, the Nets no. have too much firepower. No. Power. No, yeah. Don't.
7: No, I, I think I think Embiid will average fifty on them. So
8: would KD. Yeah.
7: Yep. Uh, no, the no, the I think the Sixers can match them defensively really well. Nah,
1: is it Nah? You're gonna if have. They, go ahead.
2: If they do the Milwaukee thing where they drop. Embed deep into the paint, I think that they have a shot. They just can't cover all their holes.
7: No, but they have the length. I think that if they if they play sort of embed in the center and then the rest of the guys are all just switching, I think they have a really good shot at it because they have the pieces. They have Simmons, they have Tybalt, they, they have at Tobias,
2: five. who's long. What, you, what about Katie at the five?
1: Honestly, I think Katie's the fair. five.
7: You match it with Simmons at the five. Honestly, your, I think it
1: depends you. on what Kyrie we get in. If it's this weirdo Kyrie that we dealing with right now, yeah, I could see it. But if uh, Kyrie's locked in, yeah, that
7: Ky- Kyrie won't be there.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, Adam thinks speaking, everyone's getting traded.
8: For
1: speaking of no, trains.
7: no, 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 I'm saying Kyrie just—he he he won't, won't be there
1: mentally. He He'll
7: be at some temple. <laughs>
1: You really think that man, no, really look, like, he's a weirdo, but he's always been a weirdo, though. It's just,
7: yeah, I, I've said it. I've said it. I said it like two years ago. I think Kyrie signed the last contract he'll ever have in the NBA because he'll retire. I think he'll he's retire.
1: I think he'll retire think after that, this too. Yeah. I don't think the love is there like it was. I mean, he's already got his reign. You know what I'm saying? He got his money. What more does he need to do? He's.
7: He does I don't he doesn't care about the money though. He look, he, he loves playing for the Brooklyn Nets. That's his team. And he would threaten to retire before getting traded from Brooklyn. Uh, I think he wins one more ring and then retires, or just retires after a few more
2: seasons. Damn, that's crazy. I'm not gonna pretend to know what's going on in his head. I do know that it's... the the what I mean the dude catches so much slander. And like by all accounts, whoa, whoa,
7: whoa. are you saying I'm pretending to know what's going? No, on? No, I know you're not. Saying. I'm just
2: saying like in general. Like <laughs> I saw that uh, Iman of Dishes and Dimes tweeted out in 2020, we learned that Kyrie paid 1.5 million of WNBA player salaries, donated three point three hundred and thirty-two thousand for New York families for meals, uh, partnered with Nike to donate seventeen pallets of food and fifty K masks to Standing Rock Reserve, to the Standing Rock, to the, to the Standing Rocks. Reservation, why was that hard for me to read? And bought a home for the George Floyd family. Um, okay. that dude's awesome,
1: yeah. He's he's
2: amazing, guy. he's an amazing, he guy. Just
7: he's someone who actually he cares about things outside of basketball. Like, he's one of those guys, he's an energy guy. Outside. He's
1: one of those, uh, you know, that that's the type of person he is. He's a uh, spiritual.
8: There's only three fan bases yep. that slander him the Bronx Sexuals, the Knicks fans. That are bitter because they got curved and Celtics fans. What and Woj? Well, people say Woj is a closet Celtics fan, so
7: he's actually a uh, he's a Bulls he fan. I
8: thought that was
7: Shams. No, he's...
2: no I think they wow. both are. No, he he's a he's a Lawrence Frank fan. <laughs> I want someone to like defend me the way Woj defends Lawrence Frank. <laughs> okay.
7: I could do that for you. Thank you, Adam.
2: You'd be the only one. <laughs> Nobody likes me on yeah. anymore.
7: You know what? That that's a good idea. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, no, no. uh, save I would lose, yourself.
2: Oh, yeah, there's no. a lot of followers. I don't know how that. that happened, but like I I've be, became I've become a disliked figure on Twitter. It happened rather quickly. There, but there always has to be one, Gianni. I'm in. I'm. Well, I'm, I'm i Listen, it's my cross to bear.
8: Do you think you're a disliked figure on Twitter?
2: One hundred percent. I was.
8: I'm definitely. There was a point. I'm definitely up
2: there. I People I love you. People love you. People yeah, love Elf. People love Adam. No, no people... Adam and Leif have been getting it pretty hard lately.
8: People hate me, definitely for sure. I, no,
7: no, I haven't. Leif has been getting it, but I like I've been. Leif is one of the nicest
2: from... people on earth. I hate when people go at Leif. It's like, Leif is one of the best people I've ever met. Leave Leif alone.
7: I, I, for some reason, like I've been getting curved from like all hatred of just like heat Twitter fandom, and it's all been going to Leif.
2: They well like. On on free agency night, there were people making fun of you, and I was like, "We're not, we are not going to make fun of Adam." Oh yeah, yeah, that was the night. Oh yeah, yeah.
7: I. Rem- well, here's the thing. Okay, on free agency night, when I'm trying to get information while being live on the stream, like, what do you, what do you expect me to do?
2: Of <laughs> course, like I don't think they understand how the inf- like how the information business works, and everyone's mad at you because like they re signed Myers letter, like it's your fault.
1: Right, like you was the one that put it in the air. Like, hey man, just re sign
7: but i mean to be honest there the power of media like with the power of media you could actually do that. you could put something out there and then it could come to fruition because you you put it out there i know it's rare but it actually does happen well sometimes. this is what it is
1: they got to blame somebody they don't want to blame mm-hmm. pat, pat riley so they're going to blame the people that reported
2: it they blame clutch adam and leif and that and that ashley moss person yep yeah, yeah
1: they don't want to blame pat yeah. they don't want to say nothing about pat you say something about pat was almost as bad as saying something about Justice Winslow when he was with the Heat. And hey. that's when I got it the worst. Everybody Better. hated me. Everybody hated me because of my remarks about Justice. And then when he got traded, all that hate disappeared. I wonder why. I so hate you.
2: <laughs> Listen, one day Justice is going to be right. I'm holding on to
1: this. He's not. No, y'all y'all could quote me. Justice Winslow is going to stay in that wheelchair. He's going to die in that wheelchair, all right? Just like I'm going to die on that hill. Just like I'm going to die on that hill. Instead of Justice Winslow will never be a superstar, he's going to die on that wheelchair. That man was healthy for one season. One season only. Fair fair enough. Fair enough. And he shot like
7: 43% from
1: three. Wow. Wow. Wow, Off of what? One attempt? But it was like one attempt though.
7: It was, yeah, it was two or three attempts a game. (laughs)
1: Maybe two. It was two, yeah. On point.
2: No, he yeah, shot four four. Hold on, wait exactly. a second. He shot 38% and shot four attempts. Come on now. What season? 20, uh, yeah, but they were all 2018,
1: corner, 2019. Please. How many games? 66. That's pretty, they're all cornered. Yeah. And you know, I mean, and how many people really was like, I'm gonna play defense on Justice Winslow?
2: Hey, Warren. <laughs> that's why he shot well. That's, that's a good point.
8: Don't you guys miss the days when people weren't, like, playing defense on Duncan Robinson?
1: He's still... Oh, playing. yeah. Killing him. But no, still him no,
7: off. no. I think, I think that he... ended after the first week. I... He's
2: he's playing great. but he's still getting <laughs>
1: off though. Yeah, he's still and playing great, but, like, I,
8: I miss when he's have, like, all those open shots, and, like, he used to make, like, five in a row and shit like that.
1: But he's still making them, though.
8: But it's not, like... Like it's not like I don't know how. What to y'all saying? He's
1: shooting forty three percent on nine attempts. No, he's, he's still, still not like,
8: He's he's still a great shooter, but like I miss him like going on those binges where I can tweet the sniper game pictures and shit like that. You, you can still tweet like, them,
2: like against the Pelicans.
8: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's he's hard still... like when when they don't have their guys. Like Philly was trapping him like off off the off the handoff, so it's like. They trap and precious slips, and like he's obviously not like a great passer, so they kind of just have to reset their offense, and that just kind of neuters what he like does. I mean, he'll get like he'll he'll make broken plays happen, and he'll like he'll relocate and he'll do his like stuff, but like Austin's right, like
4: it, it's, not mo- it's not it's not as fluid. That's, that's why we I mean. need
1: that's why we need Vic, because I think Vic a uh, uh, Vic and Duncan pairing would be amazing. I don't know.
7: I mean, he he'll help, but I don't think he'll help in the way that Heat fans think.
4: I just
2: you will. I just want to. I just want a wing. I just want a wing who can score. I'm not asking for a lot.
8: So Zach Levine.
4: Oh, Zach I want power. So did
8: did you guys touch on like would you trade Tyler Hero for Zach? Would you trade Zach Hero for Zach
2: Levine? I would not. I would not. I I oh yeah. I would.
7: I would do it if it's only a one for one. Player. Right. Or one with... no,
2: Miller.
8: yeah. I don't think Pat would do it. I don't. No, no Pat, Pat would Pat's
1: in cool love
2: do it. with Tyler. No, but Tyler will fetch you. Like, if you're asking who has more value in a trade market, Tyler Hero or Zach Levine, the answer is going to be... Tyler. Or, like, if you're in the game for Beal or, like, a star, like, Tyler's going to be the more valuable asset because of contract and just because of age. So you not even... Well,
7: because of seven years uh, with huh? Tyler Hero. Because you have seven yeah. years. With so like
2: hero. that has a value in trade talks that Zach is not going to give you. So like just pre- regardless of like, if one's better than the other, like obviously Zach's like a better basketball player right now, or at least as but here we
1: go. Who would you rather keep Tyler or Duncan?
2: I've always Tyler. I'd say Duncan for this year or like forever. Tyler. Period. Um, Tyler. I mean, Tyler, again, the more valuable tr- keeper. No, no, do... I'm
7: not even talking about a trade asset. I'd rather have Tyler this year than Duncan. No,
8: I'd rather have Duncan. You think Tyler's a more impact player this year than Duncan? No way.
7: I think so because they put no, no, because they put a lot more emphasis on Tyler this year than they have last year, and he's actually a part of the reason why they're sort of still afloat, even though they're four and seven. I mean,
2: the reason Duncan, I can't say the same. Duncan doesn't have that impact that Whoa. he has. You know, they're getting outscored. You know, they're getting outscored when Tyler's on the floor, right?
4: Yeah.
7: I understand that but right now they're I minus
2: 8 T- Duncan
1: Yeah what, what you
2: Duncan's you
7: impact has not been the is isn't his I'm offensive rating like a 101
1: Isn't is not Tyler's offensive rated like a 101 and then uh his dif- defense is is like a 109
2: So <laughs> hold on wait Adam Duncan go ahead They're plus 1 net rating when he's on when he's off they're minus 14 when wow. Tyler's on... When Duncan's off? Yeah, when Duncan's off, they're getting outscored by 14 points per 100 possessions. When he's on, they're breaking even, Uh, which is f- whatever. When It's still bad. It's still terrible. What do you mean? A little, like, they're bad when Duncan sits. No,
7: but like... No, I, I get that. But I'm just saying, the whole team... That means just... The team's the team bad, bad, but when
2: Tyler's on, they're getting outscored by 8. And when he's off, they're winning minutes. They're, they're, they're plus 4 net rating. How many,
7: how many minutes are Duncan and Tyler playing together? Duncan and Tyler, let's see... I'm assuming like 30 minutes a game.
2: Uh, Total, they've played uh, 210 minutes together, and they're outscored in those minutes. Duncan without without Tyler in 148 minutes, they're plus eight. And for 100 possessions, Tyler without Duncan, they're minus 13 in 128 minutes.
7: So it's not that far. What do you mean?
2: It's not that bad. No, it's awful. What are you talking about?
7: The discrepancy? Between the two?
2: Duncan on, Tyler off, plus plus. Per 100 possessions, Tyler on plus Duncan oh, okay. off I didn't minus 13 okay. per 100 possessions. I heard you wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think Tyler's but, been a yeah, good ball handler. Wrong. He's uh, in the 95th as of pick and roll ball handler. They're like 1.17 points per possession, which is really good. Uh, the shooting has been bad, which I think we've talked about how that's going to come back. The, his defense is absolutely atrocious, and I think Duncan's at least not a plus defender, but he's like not murdering you on every possession. Like you know, he's he's improved on that end. Uh, defenses. Ben to Duncan, not Tyler. And a part of the reason why Tyler's been a plus ball handler in pick and roll is because the first priority on defense, other than Jimmy and Bam, is Duncan, and sometimes even over Jimmy and Bam, it's how do we defend the Duncan handoff, which is why you saw the Sixers send two, which is why the Bucks continue to make that a focus. That's why he didn't go off in that game. And yeah,
7: yeah. But are you going to pay Duncan twenty million this summer, or are you
2: going to get two first rounders for him? Um, I, I, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take. There's
8: there's no imagine. way we trade
2: Duncan. That's not how yeah. they work, Adam. Like whether that's a smart thing or not. No, a... but the
7: value. I'm just saying the value of Duncan yes. is the equivalent of two first. And Leif said it to a contender. Leif team.
2: tweeted it out the other day. He's like, or yesterday, he's like, the Heat have people that are outperforming their contract next year. That's just not going to be the case because right. Duncan's going to be bacon.
7: right. Which is why. Which is why you have to really think about the do do You it. want to pay Duncan. They don't do that. That's not how
2: the heat. One of Like, we talked about. Uh, Austin, when was the last time the heat traded a player for a pick? Never.
8: Like, we didn't do it with none. We didn't do it DJJ. We didn't do it with Hassan.
7: But but at some point, that's going to catch it, up to the heat. And not that's not how that
2: works. So, like, as long as Pat Riley's yeah. here, like, this is never how they've operated. So, like, I whether that's. A, it. It, it's just, Adam. Of course, it's a smart move. Yeah, you, you get assets back, so you don't have to pay a guy and you kind of, you know, reshuffle and you find another guy. Totally, but that's that's where you gonna
1: find another top three shooter, though. Yeah, we can't
8: find another Duncan.
2: I don't think they'll find him. I pay him, that's my stance. But like what Adam is suggesting is no, no, I'll, I'll, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying for, I'm not saying trade
7: him for two firsts. No, no, you keep him if it's just two firsts or Duncan. No, you obviously keep him, but I'm saying his values of two firsts. And if you have the ability to get Bradley Beal. His value is to first. You get yeah. that up. I'll definitely do that. Well, yeah. in the for, for, yeah. deal. That's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying you trade oh, okay, okay, two okay, first, yeah. just that kind of trade. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying you look to trade him in a superstar um yeah. package rather than keep him and not get the superstar. Oh, well, he's more well, useful course, to yeah.
2: than a bad team, though. Like he's he's like
7: no 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 bad team will yeah. take him. Like, they, they'll they say, we don't want yeah, to... That's what was I tweeted
8: tweet that out the other day, like, how many rebuilding teams are banging the table for a 27-year-old? That's going to be a restricted free agent after this year. Exactly. Exactly.
7: Like, so the concern, my concern, though, is if you trade Duncan and a team, he gets rerouted to a third team, you don't want him to end up on Philly or Boston. You know, or
8: Milwaukee. That would be disgusting. Yeah. Nah,
2: any, any, anybody but the
4: Bucks.
2: It's okay, Bud won't play him, <laughs> Nah, butter (laughs) player. So, no, he's too obsessed with Pat Connaughton. Oh, no, he'll play him.
1: Duncan. Duncan's a top three shooter. People really fail to realize that, like, you know, and I think that's part of the Tyler Hero hype, is they really forget how good Duncan really is. He's a top three shooter. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's what he is.
8: Do you think the Warriors would trade the Minnesota pick for Duncan?
2: No. I think they would. I know that I, as Lowe has said that that is probably the most valuable asset in the league right now. That's like not, and I, and it trumps even a lot of players. Like that pick is so valuable, and like Low and Woj and a fly.
8: more valuable than the twenty one <laughs> pick.
7: <laughs>
2: I mean,
4: we're
8: we're a lottery team right now, so
2: uh, I don't.
4: Our, yeah, but
7: nobody said anything about pick. that.
2: Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I don't, I don't. So I, I, don't I want. Know. I want
8: to touch on this. Since it's 2021 and 2023 is only two years away, do you think Nikola Jokic, however you pronounce the name, or Joel Embiid, do you think, do you think Jokic. like they're like possible targets? No.
2: They're
7: done. No, those guys. Those guys are guys you go
2: after. Yeah, in, the in two years. Agency. Do you
8: think them. like we should start planning for them?
7: Oh no.
2: You
1: you don't plan for them. No. no, they
2: already have a they already have a center, and you don't want to play them. You want to play Bam and Jokic. I don't together.
1: think I think Miami probably learned from this situation. I hope they learn that you don't plan for people like that because they plan for Giannis and look what they got them. They missed out on a lot the of. Finals. Team <laughs> the finals? No,
7: I I think no. I think the issue. I think what G's saying is you don't like the fit oh.
1: between those players. Jokic Jokic could be Jokic. A fit. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, he's a big man that can shoot past. He can, he, do, he does it all.
2: I just think that they'd, they'd be better used going after Beal or somebody, like a, like a guard or a wing or whatever.
8: Well, no, that's 2020, yeah. so.
2: No, we'll see. All right, y'all. Uh, we've been going really long, and I have stuff to do.
0: So yeah. It's been- so it feels like we covered a lot today. So that being said, I guess it's time to log off. So thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Heat vs. the World, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Heat vs. The World podcast and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode.